Welcome to the Cinema Swamp, the podcast where friends, enemies, and Minnesotans argue about movies. In this episode, it's Chloe's time to shine. We finally get to hear her top 10 favorite films of all time, as she goes over a very wide variety of genres and tastes with us. Beware of spoilers for Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix, Shawshank Redemption, Kill Bill 1 and 2, or as Chloe likes to say, the first two Kill Bills, The Descent, Beetlejuice, Terrifier, A Futile and Stupid Gesture, Napoleon Dynamite, Green Room, and The Labyrinth. Welcome Cinema Swamp. to the podcast. <laughs> Excuse me, that was my line. Welcome to the Cinema Swamp. Huh. Uh, this is <laughs> whose phone is on in the Cinema Swamp room right now? I hope Soundproof room, <laughs> so well developed with our producer watching. We don't have set. the royalties to that. <laughs> I suppose no, you paid for it. Technically, we have the royalties. You didn't pay for that tone? Well, then we're going to have to just bleep that out later, obviously. But welcome to the Cinema Swamp. This is now episode 18 in the year 2018. Uh, As always on the show, it's me, Justin Wilton. Uh, Across from me, as always, is Mr... Mr. Hunter. Is my name? I'm a mister. Don't forget it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Over to my right, we have... As always, the guests of the show. I don't want. I'm also a, a Mister, <laughs> Mister Chloe. Oh, surprise! I'm Mrs. Zach. This is gonna be real interesting <laughs> because we're doing Chloe's top ten. <laughs> I think that's Zach's way of saying he still just wants to do his top ten. <laughs> uh, I'm Zach. I am a Mister. Oh wait, you're Zach. Oh shoot. I, I think. I was going to go into a whole lot of explaining the backstory for a second about what happened in the past week, but never mind. I know how to do that. But this is Cinema Swamp. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm actually Chloe. <laughs> Just to yeah, clarify. That voice is Chloe. <laughs> Anyways, welcome to the show. Uh, tonight we have a little bit of a special feature. In previous episodes of The Swamp, as I like to call it, we did a top ten episode... Uh, for our favorite movies. I did one, and Hunter did one, and now we're going to be moving on to some others who have joined us in the podcast. Tonight we'll be doing Chloe's top ten favorite movies. Is that what we officially call it? Top ten favorite? Or do we call it top ten? Chloe's top ten. I I can't remember what it was called on iTunes, but Chloe's top ten favorite movies of all time. Yeah. Uh, so, Hunter, you have the rules for this, exactly, mm-hmm. which, I mean, as to if Chloe followed them or not, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I can... followed them as much as I possibly could. Yeah, I, I realize that there's, like, the purchasing movies is a little harder to obtain. I, I just, like, did, like, the day before, basically, got all my movies. But, yeah, typically, what me and Justin have done is, our three rules for having a top ten list is, um... You know, you obviously assort a list of your top ten favorite movies in order. You have three wild cards, or not wild cards, but honorable mentions that are... Um, oh, five? Did we do five last time? I thought it was five. Oh, let's do five. Five honorable mentions that didn't quite make the list. They're not in any particular order, but they're right up close to your top ten. Um, but the three rules that we typically typically go off of is um, the, the movie has to be at least one full year old since it's... Um, domestic release in the U.S. So that way you've had a year to see it 
you know, it's it's had a year to sit on your mind. It, you didn't just see it yesterday and be like, that's my favorite movie of all time. Because you're just working off of emotions and you're not truly <laughs> thinking logically here. Um, second uh, rule uh, is you have to have seen the movie at least three times. You know, that way you can... You've, you've seen it enough to know its its flaws and its qualities so that you don't, again, you don't make a rash decision and be like, this is my favorite movie ever, you know? <laughs> um, and then the third rule is uh, you have to own the movie, and that's one that me and, me and Justin went, but that one's a little harder to do, especially when you're 20 years old and uh, don't have a whole lot of money, you know, or maybe you don't even have a TV, but you just really like movies, or you just Netflix everything on your laptop or your phone or whatever. Um, so I'm guessing, Chloe, you don't have all ten purchased. I don't have all ten. Totally cool beans. Maybe just say which ones you like as we go over them. Say which ones you do own, so then we know which ones you like a little bit more enough to own it. You know, mm-hmm. that's kind of what it is. But so yeah, so first rule uh, has to be at least one full year old. You have to have seen it three times, and you gotta own it. Okay. But obviously, we're waiving that last rule a little bit. So okay. maybe we'll be stricter for Zach. Who knows? He has way more movies than I do, so... I wish we could do, like, the Ellen DeGeneres show, where we just have, like, <laughs> all these gifts. Like, by the way, <laughs> since you <laughs> don't own it already... Here's oh, yeah, look under your seat. Look under your seat. To prepare. You get top ten movies. You get top ten movies. You get top ten movies. Since I didn't know what your... Top ten movies. Everybody gets it. I didn't know what your top ten movies were going to be, so I just went ahead and bought every movie in existence. <laughs> just in case. So it's my top ten now. <laughs> top 1,000 movies of all time. I would like to point out that me and Justin both have Back to the Future sweaters on. <laughs> Do we? Yes. Oh, nice. And I think... Yes. I also have a Back to the Future oh t-shirt on under my Back to the Future You know, but when I asked sweater. you, by the way, like, do you have one on? I already knew you had one on. I was actually asking if I had one on. Oh, really? <laughs> I forgot yeah. I was wearing this one. It'd be really, would it be gross if I said that I was wearing this, like, three weeks ago when I was throwing up, and now I'm wearing it now again? And washed I or unwashed? I, don't remember if I, I think I did wash it, actually. I threw up in it, and then I wore it for, like, the whole week after that. You threw that. up in it? Well, you know, not she on it, but I was wearing it, it, it and then I threw up, and then I wore it for, like, a whole week, and that was that week that <laughs> I, like... closer to it? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, can- that was a week I, like, canceled on you guys, because I was just sitting oh, at home, yeah. like, oh, I did, like, nothing up. a whole week, but I kept wearing this sweatshirt. I think it's the only sweatshirt I want. He so wants to do his top ten. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, uh, we could get started. Yeah. Whenever you would like. So the five honorable mentions in the top ten. Yep. Your five honorable mentions. Five honorable mentions. Try and go over those five a little bit quicker, and then you have more time for your top ten to divulge. If that is that word, divulge. Yeah. Nice. Nailed it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So, my very first honorable mention was a movie that came out in 1987. One of the first live action, like, not live action, but non-animated movies that I remember watching is The Princess Bride. Hmm. Absolutely love that movie. That is a classic. So good. I probably saw it when I was probably 12 the first time I watched it. I don't think I saw that till high school for some reason. Mm-hmm. I watched it in like my Mel Brooks phase, and then I found out it wasn't even a Mel Brooks movie. <laughs> yeah, but it just had what's his face from Robin Hood Meditates in it, so I just associated mm-hmm. with that, and it was similar humor. It felt like kind of it's a very similar movie. What did you think about it, Chloe? 
<laughs> I loved it. I don't think I actually rated it on... Oh, I did. I gave it a three and a half on Letterboxd. And yeah, it's a great... I don't own this one yet. I'm hoping to find it somewhere. But I only mm-hmm. buy Pawn America movies because they're a dollar. Exactly. So <laughs> I haven't found it there yet. <laughs> but yeah, it's a great movie. I watch it as much as I can, which is hard when I don't own it. I'm mm-hmm. sure once I own it, I'll probably watch it yearly. Yeah. It's just a fun movie. It's like a good popcorn movie mm-hmm. to have over and I like friends. I like how much the guy says inconceivable yeah inconceivable <laughs> I don't think you know what that word means yeah it's a great movie um my next two kind of correlate with each other um honorable mention two and three are Kill Bill one and two the first two Kill Bills <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say <laughs> I know I was hoping you would though. I was so hoping you would <laughs> So yes, the first two Kill Bills. <laughs> I was trying so hard to find um, the whole bloody affair mm-hmm. on DVD because then I could count it as one. Oh yeah. But I've looked into it more, and apparently it's just a rumor that my bloody affair is actually on DVD. Like I looked everywhere and couldn't find a single copy. It doesn't exist. It doesn't. I thought it, it was a Blu-ray, like it, exclusive or something. There's. Like, you can get the Blu-ray pack that's, like, a double pack. I and have that. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. But there's not... The whole bloody affair, I... I'd have to research it again, because I thought at one point someone was working mm-hmm. on editing See, it. See, what I, what I saw was Tarantino was working on putting it together, and, like, it added, like, 15 minutes to that cartoon scene. Mm-hmm. Um, not cartoon, but animated scene. And, like, it added a ton of extra time, so it ended up clocking in at like four and a half hours instead of still that seems like short i figured it'd be at least five hours for, it might have been four for and a half or five pretty lengthy like but yeah, yeah he was putting it together but i don't think it ever got released well mm. because i think when people like on letterbox it's an official title i think people just consider watching both of them one after the other mm-hmm. the whole bloody affair mm-hmm. but i've also heard the rumor that yeah he'd be editing it and to me you could edit that movie for one... Well, not that he would do it chronologically anyway, mm-hmm. but you could edit that movie chronologically. Like, I've always wanted to see it mm-hmm. that way. I know there were, like, fan edits of that, but I yeah. couldn't find any, like, a hard copy of any. I, I mean, I just looked it up quick also on Amazon just to be sure, and yeah, it has it listed, but there's no picture, and it mm-hmm. says not available. So I, I think they were planning it, but... Mm-hmm. As to if it'll ever happen, I don't know. Tarantino has said a lot of things. And a you lot think there was, like, a limited like release or something on I feel like if there was there would at least be one on eBay. Mm-hmm. I went through 50 pages of eBay. Holy crap. Just to be super super sure that there wasn't yeah. a copy and I didn't see a single thing. I, I bet if it were to ever happen it would happen if they made a kill bill like 3 if they mm-hmm. actually went. I've actually heard that he's thinking about making another one. Yeah, and he said that. Yeah. He said Cuz in Kill Bill years. 1 she kills um Copperhead Black mom, not black mom. Black mom. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah and her daughter is there. She said, "If you still are bitter, like come find me. I'll be waiting." And apparently, that's gonna be the story of the third one if He's, they make it. He said, "You want to wait a couple of years?" I'm like, "Well, we're we're hitting like 15 yeah. years now, so it's like we're starting to get to that point where she'll be like." Do you think he's keeping enough. it like super quiet? Do I think he'll actually do it? Mm-hmm. Uh, no. <laughs> That's one. 
I could see him doing it because here's the thing. He's also said, I'm only doing 10 movies. He's going to be hitting number nine next year. He'll, that means he'll have one left. I'm like, do you really think his last one's going to be Kill Bill Volume 3? Do you think he'd do that? I don't know. I think what he'll do is he'll make his 10th one. He'll wait like 10 years and then out of nowhere he'll be like, I'm doing another movie and it's Kill Bill 10 Volume years. 3. Oh, so I, think, like, I think he'll take a She's long way older. And then he'll come back. <clears throat> what was the last movie Uma Thurman was in? That's the thing, because she hasn't even been one with Tarantino since Kill Bill. And I don't even know if they're on such great terms. I yeah, mean, I think that's the reason the third one hasn't happened, is because they're not on good terms. Like, as of right now, I think they've made things a little better, but who you never really know. Mm-hmm. You don't know them personally. It'd be so cool, though. I think it'd be sweet if that was his tenth movie. Because I think, I mean, you know, he's known for so much, but Kill Bill... You to me, I mean, those are... You want to do a Star Trek movie, right? Yeah, Which, that, see, it. that's another thing, like, because would that be included with his, like, ten movies? Because that just seems like a random idea that came out of nowhere. I don't think he'd want to be done that, like, just that. And as if that Star Trek movie will ever happen, I also doubt that. Just mm-hmm. because there's no way, and I'm going to say this right, and there's no way Paramount Pictures and Viacom will ever give full creative control to Tarantino on a property like Star Trek. It will never happen, swear on this podcast. Because it could make so much money. And it would. It would be the most successful of the Star Trek movies because they aren't the biggest blockbusters in the world, but they will never do it. And if they do, the world will crumble. I'm telling you so. (laughs) We should make a bet. We should make more bets on this podcast. No, I'm saying, I I bet my life. Like, I don't know what else I can bet, but... I'm thinking, like, a pack of beer or something. (laughs) Twenty bucks, not like the, the, the day. It's not worth it, man. <laughs> the day he he finishes the Star Trek with under Paramount Pictures, if Quentin Tarantino directs it, I will go and do what I wanted to do in high school after seeing Amazing Spider-Man two and remake the whole movie. I will do that. You'll on remake the, the Spider-Man two. Uh, Amazing Spider-Man two. Amazing Spider-Man two. <laughs> Even though All it right. doesn't matter more, anymore. More Jamie Foxx, right? <laughs> Let's have a That's four-way pinky swear. <laughs> Get your pinkies in this. All right. Or with pinky swear. Let me hold on. Let me take a picture for our Instagram. Oh yeah. Such a strange. Okay. Such a strange. My pinky got out of it. I'm unhooking. It's gonna be done on the cheap. On the cheap. Can I play Peter Parker? Yes. I can't get the. No, I talked about that after seeing that Amazing Spider-Man two. I said right after it, I was like, you know what? I'm gonna remake that movie. Never happened, but. Now it doesn't even matter. Gross. <laughs> Gross. It just looks like we're holding hands. That's true. You know, apparently she was in four movies this year. I haven't seen any of them. Uma Thurman? Yeah. Holy crap. But the last, since 2018, though, she uh, hadn't been in the movie since 2015, so she's hmm. doing less. And uh, just back to, what were you we saying about Tarantino before with, like, Kill Bill? If he were to do Kill Bill Volume 3, the way I'd actually wish he'd do it if it was his last movie... I'd really like for him to go all out and do the whole, like, bring all the actors back. Even, even actors who haven't been in movies, like, in his movies, and, like, the mm-hmm. longest time, like, John Travolta, he was only yeah. ever in Pulp Fiction. Bring him back, bring yeah. people back from, like, Reservoir Dogs, like Steve Buscemi. He could combine universes. He That's could have, I mean. like, Ooh, like yeah. weird... And at the end, they all hold Just hands. multiple <laughs> Sam Jacksons. <laughs> and I don't think he ever would do that. It's the only movie Sam Jackson's not yeah. in. <laughs> have Robert De Niro in it. Have, uh... Oh, no, did he die? Major spoilers for 
Jackie Brown if he did. <laughs> I but can't remember if he died or not, if he's alive. Never saw Jackie Brown. So. Okay, well, see? No, I didn't spoil it because I don't know if he's dead. So. Awesome. Oh, search it. Oh, okay. Search it. What do you think of Kill Bill Volume 1 and Volume I 2? I love those movies, and I wish that I liked them more so they could be on my actual top 10. Yeah. But. I wanted to keep both of them somewhere in the list, and I couldn't have one on my top ten and the other just in the honorable mentions, so I decided to just keep them together in the honorable mentions. But yeah. I love them. I watch them all the time. It's hard to decide which is better. Yeah. Is there a Honestly, choice between the two, like one in particular that you like more than the other, or is it really just you like them both? I like them both for different reasons. The first one, like, she's getting her revenge and, like... She's just, like, badass the whole movie. And then the second one, you get the story where she finds her daughter at the end, and it's just, like, such a happy ending that I wasn't expecting. how I feel about the Back to the Future trilogy. Can't have one without the others. I mean, you could have the first one, I guess. I, I much prefer the first one, actually. I know you do. I had the first one for so long before I discovered there was a second <laughs> and third one. <laughs> Same, but then I discovered the second one, and... I sometimes only watch, like, the first one. I don't even watch the yeah. second one. Like, I, I like the I second often one watch too. just the first one. I watch the first one and the second one, and sometimes the third one. But, yeah, we can mm-hmm. we can keep going. We should watch those sometime, though, because I've been wanting to double feature them for a long time. One and two? Yeah. Or Kill, Kill Bill? Or? Kill Bill one and two. Oh. Yeah. I have them on Blu-ray. I These do, too. These are two of the so movies that I own. <laughs> we should do that on a Saturday sometime. Okay, so fourth honorable mention is a movie that I saw for the first time ever last summer, and it was it's a movie that I've always heard about and that everybody seems to love, but I had never seen, and it's Shawshank Redemption. Hmm. I loved that movie. We that saw was it. the first time you saw it? First time I've ever seen it. Oh. <clears throat> yeah, we watched it at his aunt's house when we went down for his family reunion, and oh man, it was good. Like, and I never even knew anything about the plot at all. Like, I knew they were in a prison, and that's pretty much it, and they broke out, because mm-hmm. that's, like, a reference that people make. But I didn't know anything else, and it was so much better than I thought it would ever be. I actually have never seen it. <clears throat> really? Yeah. You've never seen it? It's been on Netflix, really? and I don't mm-hmm. want to... I just haven't, like, had the TV to myself, like, at my place to mm-hmm. watch it, and and I don't want to watch it on my phone. You know, I know I gotta take it, but and I've seen so many snippets of it here and there mm-hmm. that I do know the basic premise of it. I know all the characters. I know some of the highs and lows of it, but I've never seen it straight through. Yeah, and it's been a long time since I've seen snippets, so I feel like it'll still be a very new and fresh movie mm-hmm. when I watch it. But I don't want to waste it on watching my phone. I want to, you know, make yeah. sure I have an optimal viewing experience for it. Yeah. So it's so good. I think I gave it a four and a half out of five. It's such a good. It's still like I think number one on IMDb's yeah, top two fifty. It it's so good. Like <laughs> it Wasn't really it is. The Oscars. Wasn't Forrest Gump against it? Yeah. Forrest Gump won it. Forrest Gump if Forrest Gump won. wasn't out that year, Shawshank would have had it. Shawshank for well for Morgan. I mean, no, because actually everyone usually says of 94, the one that should have won was Pulp Fiction, because mm-hmm. that was out. Mm-hmm. But Shawshank did get nominated. I've always argued that Ed Wood should have gotten nominated and didn't. Clerks pretty much wasn't even mentioned at the Oscars, but it was Was it a good contender? Movie. It wasn't at all. I yeah, mean, I wouldn't think that it would. Yeah, and Lion King was released that year also. Like, that 94, I always say, is like one of the best years in movies. Mm-hmm. 
because like so many good ones came out. Well, aren't they doing that new mm-hmm. category? No, they aren't doing that. I already know what you're gonna say, but they're not gonna do it. Because it'd, it'd be neat if they did. Category? Yeah, like whatever, like the most liked or something, most appreciated. Yeah, biggest like most popular film. The, like yeah, most popular film. Because then like it'd be sweet if you'd, if they'd put out like a list or something like what would have won. I don't get why out of these past Oscars, and then see what would like won. It got backlash popular. because people thought the award was only being created because Black Panther was such a huge success and it was also such a huge critical success, but people felt that, you know, it's not going to get nominated, and I think the... Because it sucks. Well, (laughs) you you know, and you're the minority there, but, like, the Academy was actually freaked out because they were like... The Academy never nominates movies because, you know, if they're superhero movies, they just don't nominate them. But what do you think everyone's response is going to be if Black Panther don't get nominated for anything? They're going to say... Oh, is it because so everyone's black racist? People? So yeah, do do next year. yeah. So they got worried about that. So then they were like, "We're gonna make a most popular film category," which is yeah. funny because if they would have done that, I still don't think Black Panther would have won that. I think Avengers would have. Yeah, Avengers <laughs> if won they would have done that. So I don't even know what the point of that Venom. is. I, oh yeah. Venom's number one. But it's I think she's doing really well. Over right now. But someone else also said, like, we don't na- me- need to make an entire category where just movies from Disney get nominated. I'm like, that's a good point, too, because every year it's just going to be yeah. Star Wars and Marvel. That's all mm-hmm. it's going to be. It's kind of dumb. And we haven't even got Aquaman yet, so who knows? Maybe that'll be the best movie of the year. It will. 100%. Hands down. Best movie of the year. Hands down. <laughs> Fins down. Fins down. Oh, my gosh. Okay. <laughs> Let's move on. Moving on. <laughs> Uh, and my fifth and final honorable mention is another 1987 movie. Um, the first movie that we watched at your house. Oh, cute. Evil Dead 2. Oh, really? Oh, wow. Whoa. Yeah. Nice. I saw the remake before I saw any of the, like, first three. And I was kind of expecting Evil Dead 2 to be, like, a crappy old horror movie with, like, just a super basic plot and, like, not much exciting happening, and then I was blown away. Like, it was amazing. <laughs> Such a good movie. I think I might own this one, too. I don't remember mm-hmm. if I bought it. I went once without you. Ooh. <laughs> <Whoa>. <laughs> I might Yikes. have bought this one. I don't, re- I don't remember so you've off the top of my head. you seen it three times since we watched it? Mm-hmm. Holy crap. <laughs> I like it. it was a, that, I mean, it is that good. It is that good. Trust me. Like, I, since we watched it, I've watched it two times since we watched yeah. it, which is just a couple months ago. But, yeah, it's so nice to find other people who love Evil Dead 2 that much. <laughs> it's refreshing. And I really liked Evil Dead, like, the Evil yeah. Dead. That was good, too. Yeah. Now I want to go back and watch the remake to see. I I want to watch that one again, too. I only have the DVD of it, but I remember I watched it on my laptop, and I was like, dang, this is so fun. Mm-hmm. It's, like, actually scary, but such, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Everything about the old Dead whole franchise. <laughs> the one I've s- seen the least is, well, I guess the remake. But I feel like I've seen the Army of Darkness mm-hmm. less in mm-hmm. a way, even though I've still seen that a lot. Like, it's such like it's not in the cabin, so I remember less of it. Mm-hmm. So it feels like a brand new movie every time I watch Army of Darkness. Mm-hmm. But all the other three movies that take place at the cabin are like, like scene for scene in, on my mind. Mm-hmm. But cool. Awesome. Well done too. You listed off five movies? Yeah. Oh. 
It was Kill Bill one and two. Princess Bride, Kill Bill one. And those time. were kind of the oh, same. Oh okay. One. And then Shawshank and you. I thought you were considering them one movie, but I guess Hunter would have gotten on your ass about that. I was very <laughs> careful about <laughs> not doing that. That's why I can't have the Star Wars trilogy. It's in my why top I can't have any Harry right. Potter in my top ten. Oh, because you can't pick which is a favorite? Mm-hmm. None uh, of them made it eight in. Eight movies in your top ten. Yeah. I don't think they're that good or enjoyable. I'll be honest, yeah. They're, they're good, but I don't think they're that. They're my whole childhood. I have, That's like, awesome. a list of, like, favorite, in mine. like, <laughs> movies, and I had, like, all the Harry Potters, like, in there, but after we were watching them, there's a couple where I'm like, I like these just because for the, for the lore and for watching mm-hmm. them, but they're really not... Every one of them has their own, like, unique problem. Like, the Harry Potter movie. But we'll get to... I'm No, I like them still. Like, I do. But, like, I realize that there's... It's weird, because every time I rewatch it, I always like a different one more than the others. So it's weird. I don't know if it's just how I'm feeling that day, but for me, if a movie, like, changes my opinion based on how I'm feeling that day, like, I feel like the movie's not as great as I thought it was. Because movies that are, like, to me, that are amazing are the ones that, you know, no matter my feeling of the day, I always like it. With Harry Potter, I don't know. Because I used to think, oh, I really like Prisoner of Azkaban the most. And then, like, rewatching it, I was like, I don't know, there is kind of parts to it where, I don't know. I'm yeah. feeling, like, not as much as a love for it as before. Because then I got the Half-Blood Prince, and I'm like, I'm starting to think this might be my favorite one. I don't know why that, that one. my favorite one. Yeah, and it's like, nothing happens in it, but it's still, like, my favorite one. Goblet of Fire is the best Harry Potter movie. Goblet of Fire is, like, where they... That's, it's, that's like Harry Potter on steroids, where all the actors are, like, just go wild. Exactly. <laughs> Which is exactly. why it's amazing. See, I've seen them about two years ago for the first time. In a row, in about a week, I watched them all. Oh gosh! And it was a you lot, and so they blend yeah. in so much to me. See, like you can't watch them like I know. that. Gotta... <laughs> but now, if we do a podcast on it in a week or two, I gotta do it again <laughs> to, well, just to get ready for now. the episode. Unless I go into just it just super unprepared. <laughs> well, I'm thinking about just watching just the last three. I'm thinking about watching just. Half Those Blood three Prince. are so much different from the rest of the series, mm-hmm. though, because starting at Half Blood mm-hmm. Prince, they get really dark and really like adult. Games. Even Order of the Phoenix. Order of the Phoenix, yeah. Towards... Which one has the dope fight with, with Helen Helen Bottom Carter? <laughs> so is... a There's a couple. There's, There's okay. Order of the Phoenix and Half Blood Prince. Uh, What's the one where Gary Oldman dies? Order of the Phoenix. Order of the, the Phoenix. Phoenix. That one was good. Spoilers. Spoilers. That is a huge oh, spoiler. Right. I read it down. It Bye. That's like, all I remember. Because <laughs> Gary was my favorite in person in the world. I know. That part made me so sad. All right. So Phoenix of Azkaban. <laughs> end of the spoiler list. Did well, you put your name in the job of the My name? Yeah. I don't know what that is. I don't remember. <laughs> the point is, Please. you need to watch number you're, four. I'm excited for this podcast that we're well, going to we'll do with Harry Potter. Potter. What's Fantastic Beasts? Which is funny because, you know, me and Stella went and saw every one of those in the theaters, but we skipped Fantastic Beasts. We didn't go. Mostly because we didn't have the time to, but uh-huh. I also didn't care. I love that movie. That new one's not even You just me. like it because it's a Hufflepuff. Not just. I like the <laughs> movie. Hufflepuffs never get the spotlight. You know, that I like about it is that they go to America. I like it because of that, because they got some America in it. I like, like it. I like it because it's like the you get to see the adult wizarding world. That's yeah. true too. I like that they left the castle. 
I'm like, it's about time. <laughs> but now they're going back. <laughs> Which is annoying because it's like, it's almost like Fantastic Beasts, the first one. They're like, ah, I wasn't as successful as Harry Potter. What made Harry Potter successful? They're like, well, they had Dumbledore and they went to the castle and had that snake and they're like bringing it all back. And I'm like, I don't, I do not want to be in that castle anymore. And I don't want to see magical rules. And, you know, people have this problem with Star Wars, but I don't want to see a courtroom where we have to talk about magic and you can't use magic here and you can't do it here. I'm like, no, I want to see the outcast who isn't Voldemort, who isn't a bad guy, who's a good guy, who's like a Deadpool, though, where he just doesn't care and he uses magic and he uses it for himself. And maybe he'll learn a life lesson on the way. But, you know, that's what I want to see. Because, God damn it, if I had magic, do you really think I'm going to spend my life in that school? Like, are you kidding me? I mean, 11. Hey, Justin, what? Not 11. I do actually have a problem with the fact that we never leave the castle. I hate that. They go to Hogsmeade. Oh, uh, they leave the castle in 7 and 8. Well, yeah, and seven's so boring. Like, oh, we're not here. Here we go. Yeah, we're so gonna use magic, but we're gonna talk about the rules of magic, and we're gonna be in the forest. Like, are you kidding me? Go to a carnival and mess with people. Like, it's true. There's a carnival and the new fantasy. <laughs> that's what I see, but it's I not getting good reviews. So no, I'm gonna guess. I don't watch the trailer. I'm glad I didn't put a Harry Potter movie in my. <laughs> I'm list telling you, I if I, I, I no, well, and it's funny because I love Harry Potter. I do. Like, mm-hmm. I would love talking about it all day, but I just really think there needs to be one where someone rips out a wand and they just go. crazy crazy with it and not for bad deeds no like i will go to a casino with magic not to school worry about getting a job with the ministry of magic are you kidding me i'm gonna go off into the world and just build my house with magic and live that's it party right Anyway. Uh, anyway. Yeah, we'll do an episode coming up here either next week or the <laughs> week after. Because I am really excited. I am excited. I got to cram a lot of movies in. It's going to be disappointing. Yeah. I actually don't have as many I don't think points. for that we'll, we'll talk about it how we'll do it. But yeah, I am excited for it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, number 10. So we're getting into my top 10 now. Number 10 on my list is one that you showed me. <gasps> It is Christopher Nolan's The Prestige. Ooh. Oh. I showed her. Speaking of her. Nice. <laughs> good job. <laughs> You're a good boyfriend, Zach. <laughs> but yeah, I wasn't expecting a twist at the end. And like. It's a good twist. It was a good twist. Shyamalan ain't got nothing on that. It's. I mean, that's on my top 10. I'm not sure which number it is. But. I want to say six. Yeah. Wow, probably. <laughs> Good job. Let's go, let's go listen to Hunters. Yeah, on the yeah, quick. All right, we'll be back. <laughs> listen to this three-hour <laughs> music. Um, yeah. Well, you're right. It is number six, actually. Is it? Uh, no, I have written down. It was oh number six. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. That was good. You guys. That's creepy. That's my heart. Who remembers? <laughs> okay, so yeah. Um, number nine. Oh, wait, you want to talk about it more? Um, or oh, it's up to you. You can't just skip over it. And... <laughs> um. Yeah, I gave it a four out of five pretty good i didn't expect to like a movie about magicians as much mm-hmm. as i did because like zach was like oh it's so good it's about these two magicians and i was like yeah <laughs> and we started watching it and i think he fell asleep so i stopped paying attention you bet a lot. <laughs> <laughs> he gets comfy and then he just passes that's what out. happens yeah. i get comfy and this I... movie's so interesting so if we watch movies with you and we need to make you uncomfortable <laughs> Movie's so engaging. Just like stab him every couple minutes. Make you sit on a folding chair backwards or something every time you watch a movie. He would find a way to get. He's just like, 
Oh, did they get to the room full of hats? Oh, what? Well, I've seen it before, so it wasn't even that big. But yeah, he fell asleep, so I stopped paying attention. And then the next day, we actually, like, rewatched it. And when I started paying attention, I was like, wow, this is actually great. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not bored. I love that time period, too. Yeah, yeah it's, it's a so cool fun. time period. And he nailed it, I think. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. It's still, like, it's so Christopher Nolan, but it does feel like its own thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about yeah. Bowie for a second. Yeah. Freaking oh, Bowie it's teamed up with Andy Serkis. <laughs> yeah. Dude, what else are you going to get that magic you Plus, want? Because he's dead. Magic. But. Bowie and Nikola Tesla. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Bowie and Nikola Tesla. Freaking right on. I haven't seen this movie in years, so hearing all this, like, I just don't remember. Zell all your hats, Mr. Angia. He told me that Bowie was in it, too, and I totally didn't believe him. And he's like, oh, you're going to like his character because I really like Nikola Tesla. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wait a second, anything, that's Bowie. Anything I know about Nikola Tesla is from that movie, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> so that's all you know about Nikola that's Tesla. That's uh, exactly who he is, right? <laughs> he clones yep. people on accident? Yeah. And cats and hats? Yeah. Sweet. Cats and hats. That guy. But yeah, good movie. I don't know that one yet. Um, number nine is Sweeney Todd, The Demon Barber of Fleet Street. This was the first scary movie I ever saw, and I absolutely hated it, because my dad forced me to watch it, and then a couple years later, not a couple years later, it was like four years later, I decided to watch it again, and I just loved it to bits. Mm. I haven't seen that one yet. It's funny. It's good. It is really funny. No, uh, the irony of... Okay, we've all seen Sweeney Todd. No. Yeah. He just said he hasn't seen it. No, I wasn't listening. Sorry. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) That's fine. I don't listen to you either. I don't escape <laughs> in your face. Um, <laughs> never mind that. <laughs> never mind. What were you gonna say? Uh, Do you want me to just leave? Just that you know his assistant. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, he plays young Grindelwald. Oh really? In like the Harry Potter films. That's not a spoiler. That's fine. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know how picky you are. Major things uh, from like wait. the second and third act. I'm fine. Young Grindelwald. <laughs> yeah, the young. Okay. No, that's that's Johnny Depp. No, young. young. <laughs> I'm kidding. I know. And you're thinking of Grundlewald. <laughs> Grundlewald. <laughs> no, you're, you're thinking of Colin. You're thinking, you're thinking of, of Grundlewald. Perth. That's what you're thinking. Of. <laughs> no, Colin young. Feral. My bad. Yeah. Young Grundlewald. Oh, is played by the Some assistant. That'd be awesome. In Sweeney Todd, <laughs> and then Sweeney Todd is middle-aged Grundlewald. That's all I wanted to say. <laughs> Oh, okay, I get yeah. what you're saying, because yeah. of John Depp. Yeah. Nice. Get it? You know, yep. Sweeney Todd's about the meat packaging <laughs> business, actually, <laughs> if you didn't know. Huh? Sweeney Todd's about the meat packaging business. Probably. Probably. Yeah. I didn't know. Same I time period as... And it's about a little boy falling in love with Helena Bonham Carter. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 Quite a That's bit. That's a good way to describe it. You know, actually, as I'm, like, talking about it, I'm remembering more and more about the movie, and I was like, that, it is kind of, it is a good movie. Oh, and also, Severus Snape is in it, actually, now that we're yeah. talking about it, yeah. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. And Johnny Depp, and, um, Pretty Watson. Women. We quote that all the time. That, I Silhouetted. love. <laughs> <laughs> I do love that. And then they, like, interrupt him, and he just gets ticked. He's oh. like... Are you kidding me? You interrupted my song and my murder. How dare you? <laughs> All three Dumbledores are in it. <laughs> or four? Is there three or four? Well, there's, uh, there's three now. Now? Mm. Well, including the Fantastic Beasts well, series. Well, four. If we... I think they might do flashbacks to, like, 
young. Okay, so potentially mm. four for sure. Three and a half. I just okay. want to see the movie where Grindelwald and Dumbledore are making out, so we can already confirm. Johnny Depp and Jude Law. Wasn't that what happened? Wasn't that uh, we're going back to Harry? We can't keep talking about Harry Potter. We can't do it. <laughs> yeah, not tonight. This right. movie will not bring us back to Harry Potter. But Sweeney Todd, Todd is, is it's, save it for the fan fiction. It's Tim Burton, and it's actually probably Tim Burton's darkest movie for being already a kind of darkest dark guy. Movie? Well, because he's dark, but he also is like. Have you seen Frank and Weenie? Well, he's got like a humor to him. Too with all of his movies, yeah, so guess. you know, like ever since he's done Pee Wee's Sleep- Sleepy Hollow, though. I guess, yeah, because that does have a lot more gore. I would say, mm-hmm. but like Sleepy like, Hollow is really but, gory, but yeah. like darker because well, like Sleepy Hollow still has the humor to it. Like it's not very. As much, I feel dark. like Sweeney Todd is funnier. Yeah, Sweeney Todd has more yeah. humor. I don't it's know. a musical. I mean, but Sleepy Hollow has Christopher Walken. Like, I don't know. Like, you're he kinda, doesn't talk. But that's the point. He <laughs> like, look at him in that movie. He just growls like, and smiles. <laughs> I don't know if I could take him seriously. Like, <laughs> Sweeney Todd is like, I don't know. I just feel like watching that movie, I didn't really see so much Tim Burton humor in it. Oh, I But, I guess, yeah. I don't know. Just the whole purpose of that business that they run. Oh, well, I mean, like, that, that is it's kind hilarious. Of, it's, it's, it's hilarious in the Tim Burton Very darkly hilarious. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. Three great minds battling it out. <laughs> have a so. front row seat. Are you ready to weigh in, Hunter? <laughs> <laughs> what are your thoughts on Beetlejuice? I love Beetlejuice. No, no. Hunter, you, Beetlejuice. Tell, us, tell us what you think Sweeney Todd is. I, could be- I think it's about Johnny Depp as a barber, and he's kind of like... Dexter from the TV show. He kills people kind of just whenever. And it's a musical. I know Helena Baum Carter's in it. Um, I know a little bit from that one episode of The Office. <laughs> um, Dwight pulls out a knife. Uh, that's about it. So nice. I'm excited like, to watch that's it. That's everything you need to know. <laughs> that's cool. You don't even have to watch it. Nice. That is basically the movie. Yeah. <laughs> so no, all my thoughts so on Nikola Tesla and and Sweeney Todd are right that on. That one's gonna hurt you and not when I'm around. Oh, I get the song stuck in my head all the time. We did that music in band. That was fun. That would have been so fun. Nice. Uh, but before we get to your number eight, I'm gonna break Hunter's heart quick by saying that I hate Beetlejuice. But now no. we can move in. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I don't, I don't. I've We're watched gonna that, do an episode on Beetlejuice. I've, I've watched that movie three times. Three times I've tried to watch it and every time I'm just like, I can't do it. I don't know what it is. That movie just bothers me. Even Michael Keaton, which is the best part of it, I just can't. I can't do that movie. There's not enough Beetlejuice. I'm thinking of There's that Beetlejuice 2 coming out. It's supposed to be this year. Is it Beetlejuice 2 or is it just Beetlejuice? Yes, Beetlejuice 2. I know it's him and Winona Ryder. (laughs) The only part of that movie I actually love, because it always throws me off, is the very beginning like where they show the warner brothers logo and it's like that dark version of uh come day we want to go but it's like the dark version of it yeah. I'm like oh what's gonna happen like that is so goofy and then they do like the little fun and it's like that little model of the town i'm like this movie's gonna be awesome and then it just sucks after you mean that. you don't <laughs> like, like the deo scene i like that part of it yeah. their face I like I like that part where they're like doing that dance and they're all going crazy. I like <laughs> I the, the, the mom from Home Alone. I like the effects yeah. where they like where like Alec Baldwin's trying to scare them, so he does that thing with his face, <laughs> or like they keep like what do they keep doing? They keep like chopping their heads off and trying, trying to, to just freak them out, but nothing yeah. works. Yeah, 
Uh, you don't like the movie you at know, that all? You pre- know, the premise of the movie is amazing. Like, that is mm-hmm. the best premise. Like, you could... Top ten premises ever. That if I was an executive, I'd be like, yes. But I still hate the movie. Like, I just don't think huh. it's funny. And I get so bored. And I just feel like... It's like... I don't know how to explain it. But it's like if... If, like, Jack Sparrow... Like, the character, like, so bumbling and, like, uh, But if he was, like, a whole movie... And it was like, I don't know how to explain that, but it seems what? like Beetlejuice is just not focused. Like, it seems like their dialogue just sometimes, I don't, it doesn't seem like I get what's going on. And Michael Keaton, I just don't know what he's doing sometimes. Like, I just don't get it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, his character is the most confusing. And a lot of know. his jokes you miss. Like, I do get that. Yeah, like, you gotta, you gotta really pay attention. It. Like, that Exorcist joke, I never realized what he was even <laughs> saying until I put on the subtitles, and I was like, oh. I don't know. Make, for me, funny. it's it's kind of like Evil Dead 2. Like, I don't I, I don't like it nearly as much. But for the reasons I love Evil Dead 2 is why I love that. It's just, it's almost incoherent. But the premise is awesome. But then it's just up, like, filled to the brim with practical effects and weirdness. Mm-hmm. Why is this here? Why did they make that joke? Like, why? Whose idea was this? And I love it because of it. But I do understand why someone could not like it. I I like it for the wildness that it is. I'll never say it's a four-star movie because it's probably a solid three and a half, maybe. But only because the practical effects raise it up. But Yeah. I don't know. I'm, do I'm, not, I'm not a fan of child marriage either, I guess, towards the end. Yeah, I don't know if anyone is other than people who are into it. <laughs> it just bothers me that that that's like the ending. Zach, what? <laughs> You're raising your hand. <laughs> You're raising your hand when we said child marriage. <laughs> no, I'm yeah, I like when Beetlejuice tries to like, when he's in the waiting room and he switches his number. Like, yeah. I like that. Yeah, and he shrinks his head. Oh, best part of the movie. <laughs> wow! Wow! <laughs> Okay, we'll do an episode on Beetlejuice someday. Yeah. Next Halloween. Totally. All right. All right, my number eight is The Descent by Neil Marshall. It is. I haven't seen that. Oh, it's so good. It's, I don't know if you guys know what it is. It's, is that the cover with the cliff, the, that cliffhangers, <laughs> uh, rock climbers, women that are like sitting in the shape of a skull? Uh, that might be an old cover of it. Okay. Hang on, is this, was this in your? Uh, it, yeah. Was this in your horror movie list? I don't know. I can go. Home. I can't remember if it was, but I thought we have talked about this movie, or if I thought it was brought up. I feel like I remember um, Chloe was, talking about it. It's in my. It might have been her last movie on Earth or something. Oh, maybe. No, I don't think it's been my last movie on Earth. It was in my horror movies, but it wasn't in my top five. It was oh. just one of the extras I had in there. I'm, we, I could because I thought I remember hearing about it. But yeah, this wild. movie is amazing. Um, I think I, I do remember talking about it because, like, the set, you can't really... It looks like a genuine cave. And um, just the air, like, the... Not the air. The atmosphere is so good. Like, the lighting is really good. They definitely paid attention to detail. There's no, like, awkward lighting sources. They really went off of, like, the flashlights that the actors were carrying and that was all the light you had and like Mm. they were really good at creating um a very claustrophobic feeling movie it's just so good that's the best kind i mean like we're not not claustrophobic in particular but like they make you feel exactly how the character feels not just like how you feel about the character but they make you feel like you are in the character. That's like Mm -hmm. what makes for a good horror movie. yeah and like while i was watching it every time i watch it i notice this um because, kind of, well, kind of a spoiler, 
you find out pretty early on, but the monsters in the cave are blind. They go off of sound. So, like, when you see one, like, I automatically just, like, hold my breath and I just sit there and mm. I'm really quiet because I'm like, oh my god, it's so scary. But, like, I don't know. Is it kind of like the cave? Have you seen the cave? I haven't seen the cave. That sounds like a very similar premise. Probably. It's these five girls that go into a cave and, um... It's an unexplored cave. They don't tell people where they're actually going because they want to they wanna get through the whole cavern and name it themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, so they go. Um, they end up... They don't take a wrong turn, but the whole cave isn't mapped out. The whole system isn't mapped out because nobody's mm-hmm. ever done the whole thing. Um, and they end up walking like right into these monsters, right into their like home, basically. And they just get killed off one by one. Yikes. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's very similar. The cave is mostly water. Mm-hmm. It's underground water, but it's like they encounter creatures that are blind. Yeah. There's some water in this one. Like, there's one scene that just gives me the heebie juice. Because they have to, like... I don't think they have a light at this point, or if they do, they have to turn it off so it doesn't get ruined by going underwater or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and they have to hold their breath and swim, like, this length of tunnel to like get to a different part of the cave system oh so it's icky but it's good hmm. yeah i give that one a four out of five <laughs> um number seven on my list is one that really recently got recommended to me from nate actually well you were talking about it nate re- like told you to watch it mm-hmm. and i ended up watching it is terrifier that's on your top ten so, list? So good. It is good. <clears throat> I... Did you finish it? You didn't finish it. <laughs> <laughs> I did, but it was my last movie on Earth, so... Oh. <laughs> I'll have to think uh, about something else now. <laughs> but okay. <laughs> I just finished it today. I would have guessed it in a second. I, I've seen that movie yeah. like six times since you said Nate told us to watch it. Six? I mean, Maybe not six, quick, but like but... four or five. Like, I, I really love that movie. I'm it's ready to hear it. She made me watch it. and I made him watch it, and he was like, I don't want to watch it. It's going to be dumb. I want to hear dumb. defense, and then I want to hear Hunter's rebuttal. I want to I wanna hear it. Okay, we could hash so it out right now. This movie <laughs> Might as well. is such a good modern take on an old slasher. Like, if I honestly think that if you took out the modern cars and the cell phones, it would fit right in with Friday the 13th with Nightmare on Elm Street and all those classic old slashers and it's so good. And um Oh, hold on. What's the Is it trying to be cheesy? I don't know. Because I can't tell. Like it feels cheesy enough to fit in with like Mm -hmm. Friday the thirteenth or Freddy. Yeah. And David David Howard Thornton, who plays Art the Clown, is Mm -hmm. so good. He is perfect for that role. He has the right body type, the right facial structure like the right experience everything he does i think is just gold he's so good in that role and like the dialogue is rough it doesn't really have much of a story which is a little bit of a minor issue for me but oh i could watch that movie forever absolutely really man i because i I wasn't bad it wasn't bad Mm -hmm. the practical effects were really fun oh yeah really fun um and art the clown was pretty cool Mm -hmm. he was like if it was an 80s movie, he could fit in with mm-hmm. everyone else. Because of the... What got me so interested is every time he got hurt, like, he didn't make any yeah, sound. He, he, he mimed everything, movie. you know? Um, but, like, 
And I won't spoil the ending because Justin probably hasn't seen it. Of on course Netflix. Not. Okay. No, I have not seen this. Um, and the ending was like interesting. Yeah. You know? Or even the very beginning with like the interview mm-hmm. was interesting and kind of that's yeah. the one I'm most confused about. But mm-hmm. I think I can't tell if it's supposed to be cheesy or not. It feels very clerks to me. It felt very murder party to me. Yeah. Really no, I mean murder party seemed for, for me it seemed way more refined. Mm-hmm. This seemed, and then I, I looked into like what he's done before, and he did like um, the other like Terrifier short oh, and All Hallows Eve, which they all have the face of Art the Clown and different yeah. people playing Art the Clown. So it's yeah. kind of neat. He's, he's making it's like trick or treat. He's like making mm-hmm. a un not a universe, but he's making a culture around this yeah. character yeah. Or idea, you know. Yeah. And that's cool. And, and it does seem it seems in a way kevin smith but not new it's like original like if mm-hmm. kevin smith instead of making clerks if he was like i'm gonna make a horror movie mm-hmm. that's what that's it feels like it would have been it would have been terrifier yeah and so for that i appreciate it mm-hmm. but it still didn't like i've seen like quite a few like horror movies around that quality and like that i got into it, it didn't feel that out of the normal to me you know, other than like it was still fun practical effects, yeah. but I don't think they were like great. They're just fun to me. I mean, so the first practical effect that you really see, like the makeup on the sister's face mm-hmm. right away in the beginning, I didn't like that at all. Mm-hmm. It looked really cheesy to me. But the rest of them, like David Howard Thornton, is in crazy prosthetics for the movie. Like his chin was elongated, his mm-hmm. nose and was his that a mask though? Looked like he had a mask strapped like a mask. to his head. I wasn't I sure. I don't think it was a mask. It was a mask. That's not his real face. No, know? I read that it was prosthetics. No, for the like the move the character, it doesn't look like it's his real face. No, he it's... just he just looks like that. Mm. I don't know. Because <laughs> like I knew it wasn't really, his actual head. I don't it's, think it's, it's a mask looking. because of how expressive he can be. Yeah. I think it's like um not latex foam prosthetics that yeah. are glued to his face. Okay. And even through such heavy makeup, like he yeah. mimes. Even with his face so well. Yeah. When he smiles, it's hard to tell because of the black around yeah. his mouth how, if it is a mask or if it's mm-hmm. prosthetics, because it's, it's hard to tell. I know when he's smiling because it's crazy, <laughs> but it's hard to tell if it's like, you can see his cheekbones move mm-hmm. behind, if it is a mask or not. I'd have to rewatch it again. Yeah. And maybe on a full TV because mm-hmm. I did watch it on my phone. Yeah. See, I don't think it's just a mask because mm-hmm. his face moves more naturally than I think a mask laying over the face would yeah it could also be just a full face one piece prosthetic though mm-hmm. i'm not 100 percent sure but yeah that smile Every, after we watched the movie zach turned to me and he just did the smile and i was like that's so crazy yeah that is creepy it's so, <laughs> it's scary. so unsettling <laughs> it is very scary yeah i i it, it seems to me like if it had enough traction from like Netflix. If he went and made another movie mm-hmm. called Terrifier mm-hmm. down the road, but he had a studio behind him, mm-hmm. I don't even know if he did it for this one. But like, if he had, because there was only like it seemed like only five people were a part of that movie, like yeah. Creep or something, yeah. You know? And like, and so, if, but I feel like it, for me, it just didn't have the magic of like Murder Party. Murder mm-hmm. Party seemed ma- magical to me. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so I'd I'd be down to watch it again. Mm-hmm. I think what I like the most about this one is, so the reason that Terrifier is even a thing is because in All Hallows' Eve, Art was a character. He wasn't a main character. It was more like, I think it was just like a group of like 
demons is what most of okay. them are. And then Art the Clown just was seemingly this clown. Like, we don't yeah. really know his backstory. We don't know where he came from. We don't even mm -hmm. know. Like, in the credits for All, All Hallows' Eve, he was, like, cast as, like, Art the Clown. Mm -hmm. In parentheses, it said demon. So, mm. like, there's a potential for a supernatural background behind him, which is why he can kill so many people, which is why he can just pop up out of nowhere mm -hmm. and do all this stuff, and why he can, you know, be stabbed and survive just fine. Mm-hmm. And, um, I think the most interesting part about it is getting to know his backstory, which I know a lot of people, I've been watching, like, interviews and commentary and stuff on Terrifier, and, like, everybody that's seen it seems to love art, and they want another movie, so I'm mm -hmm. sure, um, Damien Leon will do another one. Yeah. I definitely like art. I, the other characters I was not so yeah, attached I, to, and that's kind of why I do. That's what makes Green Room so good. Mm -hmm. Every character you're attached to immediately, mm -hmm. and you're like, I can't put these guys down. I don't want to see them die. And then Terrifier, you're like, I'm ready for this. I can't yeah. believe this guy hasn't died yet. Yeah. You know, because the it's first just like, couple deaths, I was really sad, and then I was like, they're just introducing people to kill him off, which is yeah. like another flaw with it. But I can look. Mm -hmm. I just I like art so much. Like he's definitely the star of the movie. He is the best part in my opinion. Mm -hmm. I love him. Yeah, he is high quality. I think there might have been even a little bit too much art in it. Like there's a scene where he smashes the cell phone with mm -hmm. a hammer. I thought <laughs> that was, was like, really funny. <laughs> it was funny, but I was also like, why is this here? Like it felt like unnecessary. And like maybe I can't remember, but like, did the other exterminator die? Yes, both exterminators died. The first one did, for sure. Mm -hmm. I don't remember the second one. I remember him going into the other building, and then that's it. Uh, so the first one got... Is it okay if I say how they died? Are you going to watch it, Justin? <laughs> He's going to watch it. You can say it, I don't care. Okay, so the first... <laughs> um, I'll forget. So the first one to die, which is the second one to show up, Okay. he got decapitated. And then the second oh. guy got his face stomped in Halloween style. Oh, okay, I forgot about the decapitation. <laughs> yeah, Halloween style. Yeah. I remember that guy. I remember the, the yeah, because I was like, when did that? Where did that guy go? Yeah. I don't remember seeing him, was, but I do remember. There was that. a whole scene of him decapitating the one guy, and then a whole yep. scene of him stomping stomping in the other guy's head. Yep. Yep. Okay. Yeah, I'll watch it again. It's a great movie. On a big TV, probably. I did like art a lot. I I think. I want to see more art. He's like, I almost see him as Pennywise's like complete opposite because Pennywise yeah. is so colorful and loud and art is black and white and silent. Yeah, it's definitely, I've never seen, I've seen a couple like really bad clown movies. Like, mm -hmm. like, like Clown. clown. Like, yeah. <laughs> Have you seen Clown? And, no, I haven't seen Clown, oh, no. It's bad. These are like, I bought it from Walmart. It's like a pack of like, mm -hmm. it's, it's. Oh. Seriously, so is like, it the one with Orlando Blue? No, I these are like college projects. Uh, <laughs> it's like, I feel like a, a whole okay. DVD full of college, no. like you know the black guy from High School Musical, Corbin Blue. Corbin, yeah. yeah. It's not the one with him in it. No, this is this is like it's an actual like college project, and there's okay. no name <laughs> actors. They're all it's the only movie they've been in. Okay. Um, Got that at Walmart. Yeah, it's called Killer Clowns and Kids. It's Corbin, like a Corbin bunch of... Blue is in the clown movie? Not in this one, but he's in like a B-movie, clown movie that I've seen. How did we get from the top of the world to the bottom of the heap? 
<laughs> Can we do a high school musical podcast? <laughs> podcast? Yeah, whole podcast. <laughs> Multiple yeah. episodes. We'll, we'll, we'll go do we'll, Thaddeus you know, and Greg. You know what I mean. It's like a four-month you series. High school musical updates. Yeah. Well, nothing updated this week. No four coming out <laughs> yet, <laughs> but we're still here. I'm still writing Zach up for two again, am I right? <laughs> you know, I think I think I own the second one, but I'm not sure. Just one. the second one? I, I own the... No, I, I'm trying to remember if I bought it. I don't have the first one, but I have the third one, because I actually really like the third one. <laughs> third one's it. amazing. I'm it's sorry, decent. but... That got a theatrical decent. release. Yeah, it did. Yeah, I saw it in theaters, and that is good. You saw it in theaters? Oh, yeah. No, I was actually... I liked High School wow. Musical, and also, I think that's a great musical in general. They have great set pieces. They got good songs. They actually take advantage of the fact that it's a movie and not a stage production. Like, good for the... good. For, they actually know how to do a musical in that movie, but maybe for another day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, another day. We'll do it as an April Fool's episode. We'll do, like, a high critique. I don't know if I want to, because that would mean I have to watch it. An artful... <laughs> well, you could just say... Well, we don't. We could just... You just bullshit We could do it, it just... without watching High School Like, musical. no, do, like, an artful critique of it the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. We could just sing the High School Musical songs. Could we do it for, like, a legitimately, like, really bad movie, though? Because I actually like High School Musical. <laughs> I like the third one. The first two sucked, but the third one's really... The I songs like in the first one are good, though. Yeah, I do like the songs. I like a number... The second one is actually pretty near unwatchable i just i did watch that in the past year and it's like not i can't even watch it the second one yeah second one's so bad and the first one's all right mostly like you said for the music but the third one i i I defend that movie a lot because i'm like the music's good yeah set pieces are good give me a break that is a good movie and the story i don't care if it's cheesy it's disney what do you expect Expect I'd rather watch Civil War. <laughs> that is a good movie. Seventeen, 17 Gen. We've talked about that before. I'd amazing. rather watch that. We should talk know. about. I'd watch that any day. Of the you week. know what? Let's. That in such a good. Movie. Can we do a whole podcast on body movies? transformation movies like Seventeen Again, Thirteen Going on Thirty, Freaky Friday, like mm-hmm. all great movies, <laughs> all have gone forgotten, and it's too bad. They should. It's too bad. They should be like raised up. To the same level of other movies, I like think that was the last baby. movie that Matthew Perry was in. Everyone stand up when we scream, Matthew Perry. Is that a song? That's from uh, Lonely Island, uh, uh-huh. Lazy Sunday. <laughs> uh, number six is a High School Musical. It is. <laughs> in case anyone needs to know, Matthew Perry is uh, Chandler on Friends. Actually, if you didn't know that, you can leave the podcast because <laughs> Matthew Perry's amazing. You know I had no idea that you was did. his name. Have you ever seen Friends? Nope. I know what the uh, premise is. <laughs> it's about Friends. <laughs> um, <laughs> what is the premise? <laughs> I think I, I probably, I know there's three dudes, three girls. One of them's Jennifer Aniston. You name all the rest? Uh, one's Joey. One's Chandler. <laughs> Jennifer Aniston. One's Jennifer Aniston. <laughs> Joey. One's, uh, name all the actors. Phoebe. One's Phoebe. <laughs> You're giving him the uh, answer. Give him one. Ma- Ross. Monica. Monica. And Ross. Nailed it. No help needed. <laughs> Perfect. Which ones are brother and sister? I know just as much as you guys do about about friends, Nikola Tesla, and... <laughs> Sweeney Todd. <laughs> Sweeney Todd. Because I would be Chandler and, and Joey and Dwight 
is Kramer. Twice <laughs> 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 Kramer. Freaking, that's on the office when he's yeah. like saying they're all the friends. Yeah, and then he yeah. says, and Dwight is Kramer. <laughs> Dwight is Kramer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I just watched that episode. Good times. Yeah. Moving on. Alright. Number six is a movie that I've talked about a lot on this podcast. It is Tusk. Oh my, I was waiting for this one. Mm. Yeah. Such a good movie. I don't own it yet, and I'm really sad that I don't. You know, building mm. up to you, because here's the thing, you were just talking about Terrifier, and I was like, she's going to say Tusk, isn't she? So I, like, went on Amazon and bought it as we were doing really? this movie. Because <laughs> I'm like, we're going to do a Tusk episode eventually. We have yeah. to at Heck this point. Because yeah. I, I love that movie. One, you just had, like, three scary movies in a row. Four. Four. Sweeney. Proud of you. Uh, <laughs> do you count the prestige as scary? No. Because the ending is kind of terrifying. It's a thriller. It's not scary. Get the heebie-jeebies Drama. when I see David Bowie on screen. Drama thriller. Thrama. Thrama. <laughs> thriller? Two. Thrama-ler. I feel like Tusk has been on every one of your lists ever. It's because it's a it's glorious movie. It is, it is amazing. My favorite comedy. <laughs> I mean, you it could, could say be. that. Yeah. Is there anything Haley Joel Osment film? Is, what hasn't been said about Tusk yet? Like favorite that, podcast yeah. movie. Shouldn't have had that second slider. <laughs> yeah. Favorite Johnny Depp Took movie. <laughs> favorite Johnny Depp accent. <laughs> French Canadian Johnny Depp. I'd like to see a sequel where like. Justin Long as the walrus takes on the streets. Or like, oh, dude, Tusk, Tusk, takes Tusk, on Manhattan. The Tusk takes Manhattan. <laughs> the, Tusk. Oh the walrus takes I Manhattan. I want to see Tusk that. versus Terrifier. <laughs> nice. X. <laughs> Tusk in X. space. In space. <laughs> <laughs> They're both unfrozen. <laughs> I was lost in an island with the walrus. And now I want to be lost in space the walrus. <laughs> Just got used to being a walrus. Now I'm in freaking space. <laughs> so pissed off. You know, I actually always it's. I love that movie. I've seen it a couple times. I always forget that Justin Long is in it. Yeah. I don't know why. I think part of it is because like I don't know if you guys ever listened to MXPX growing up. Um, the lead singer Mike Herrera to me looks like almost identical mm. to Justin Long. I don't know what the band looks like. It's he looks like Justin Long, <laughs> only he's got a snake bites and uh tattoos up to his neck um and uh and so i always think they look alike but when i think of tusk i think of emily joel osmond i think of the girlfriend not emily joel uh Haley joel emily (laughs) i know it's a usually a girl's name (laughs) emily joel hannah montana uh and (laughs) probably um yeah, but for some, I always forget that Justin Long is in it. I don't know why. But I I love I love Tusk. My favorite Justin Long movie is Accepted. Anyway, oh, I've seen I haven't that. seen it. Yeah, it's been a couple years, but I always enjoyed that movie. The one where they make a fake college? I love any movie that, oh, that is a good movie. gives a middle finger to higher education. <laughs> as, as, a, as a graduate of higher education, I will endorse any movie that says screw higher education. That's Fat John Hill still. That was before he even did Super Bad. Like that is so early. That's like, yeah. I think he was <laughs> only in. Me about my wiener. I think the only other major movie he was in was uh, like Forty Year Old Virgin because he was in there for like two seconds. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, he was in the, he was in the eBay store. Yeah. 
That movie has, like, my favorite ending ever. Yeah. Because, Age of Aquarius? Yeah, because I always thought, like, if, if I'm, like, when I'm writing movies and, like, I'm always thinking, like, what should I do for the ending? Like, I always go back to that. It's my career. <laughs> yeah, he does. A I had to find a younger picture like of him. Because I could see why you He's that. definitely older now, but his younger <laughs> stuff looks very much like Justin Long. Nice. I could see it. This is, I guess, it, what he looks like now. He's oh, yeah. older oh, now. Oh, yeah. I thought that was I think like he a, looks he also more like it like, in that one. Kind of looks like Pete Wentz. Yeah, I was gonna say that. Whoop. From Fall Out Boy. Any guy oh, who has black gross. hair and is white, I just think is Pete Wentz. Basically. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Throwing some eyeliner. And... Yeah. You go to Fall Out Boy already. It, was he in Fall Out Boy? Yes. Pete Wentz. Yeah, I couldn't remember. <sighs> okay. <laughs> Why are you so sad about Harry that? Harry Potter. You don't know Fall Out Boy. Oh, excuse me. I like. My whole I like. Right there. I love Harry Potter. <laughs> follow boy. But I don't know anything. Which about. era of Follow Boy? Though? I don't know anything about. Because that doesn't. Early okay. Because if it's like late Follow Boy, but Harry Potter, I'm like. No, I, 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 I'm fine with Follow Boy, but I hated that new song they made a couple years ago. Oh, their new albums. So light it up, up, up oh, light it up. That was a good one. I hated that one. I thought that was terrible. Their last two albums have sucked. Save Rock and Roll was okay. Traveling through South Carolina and they played that song like forty times. Like screw that. Like I hated that song. That was the worst most of summer of my life. That was. A, I saw that album um, on tour. It was freaking awesome. Is that one? Is American American Psycho or what's? That's no. That's the one after that. Yep. This is so it's um, save rock and roll. American Psycho. Yeah. And then they're they have the new one. Newest one. Yeah. Which no is mania. Yeah. It sucks. Not a single song on that album is good. American Psycho I like, but I have to pretend it's a completely different band mm-hmm. from early pop punk Fall Out mm-hmm. Boy, which I do love, but mm-hmm. I do think yeah, they're It does bands. feel... Well, I feel like after they like split up or whatever, they went on that hiatus, I feel like, yeah, they became a whole different band. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. With the same name. Yeah. Thanks for the murmurs. <laughs> <laughs> this has been the Fallout Boy Swamp. Um, <laughs> next, <laughs> I guess. All right, we're gonna take a pretty wild genre swing really quick. Um, number five on my list is Ella Enchanted. Nice. Oh my gosh. This is every movie I've seen in the past like two months <laughs> for some reason. I was watching this movie a week like, ago. This sounds like a very hunter pandering episode. <laughs> this, for some reason, I've recently watched all these movies. I was watching this movie like a week ago, and it was like twelve thirty at night, and I was like, "All right, I'm gonna watch just a little bit, do some homework, and then I'm gonna turn it off because I have to do homework." And then I watched the whole thing and did no homework. And I was like. <laughs> Oh no! <laughs> like I just I couldn't good? I couldn't stop watching it. It's so good. Because it's your combination of I'm trying to think. Well, we de- it's Princess Bride. Mm-hmm. It's the same dude. And I don't know the other. What else is coming? Queen. Come yeah, and oh, Queen. That scene is so yeah. good. And telling people what to do. It is a great movie, but you're telling me that <laughs> <laughs> Ella Enchanted beats. The first two Kill Bills. <laughs> yeah. What? <laughs> that it beats the prestige. You know what? It's my opinion. Leave me alone. <laughs> it is. It is your opinion. <laughs> it beat Terrifier. I agree. Just wait till you see what I have coming up. Okay. I'm, I'm looking just at the shocked oh, that it's soundtrack right now because I'm just trying to remember all the different. 
songs that they. Oh yeah, because I I thought they did have some electric light orchestra, and then they do Strange Magic. Mm-hmm. I forgot about that. Strange Magic. That's like my favorite band of all time, by the way. Electric yeah. light orchestra. Oh, Dude, yeah. I have a but yellow album. I have on vinyl. Like, I have a bunch of like CDs somewhere over there. That's like the only CDs I have. But like with the movie, uh, what do you think? Is Ellen Enchanted the better Queen movie, or is that new? Queen movie. Bohemian Rhapsody? I haven't seen that one. Bohemian Rhapsody. I would assume Bohemian Rhapsody. It is so good. It might not be Ellen Enchanted. What? You can't just hit me. I don't want to spoil it, but (laughs) Freddie Mercury does die. What? Now I can't go see the movie. Thanks, It was weird that they historically changed that, because as we all know, he's very much alive, right? (sighs) I would love to make a biopic like that. <laughs> Wouldn't that be a great biopic? Like if someone like completely changed it up though, and they're like he died, and it's like you're very much alive. Like no. well, they kind of. I mean, it's spoilers for a few dollars stupid gesture, but um, that's what they did in a few talents stupid gesture. Oh, you know what? Yeah, you are right. Yeah, because <laughs> he, he tricks. He sort of tricks you as to so what happens. I don't know if it's exclusively Netflix, but it's like half documentary, yeah. half biopic. It's half man telling you story, and then you find out. By sounds the end. like the art of the deal. It's Will... The what's Netflix it? movie. Who, where's, Will Wheaton? Will, Will, Will Forte. Will Forte oh. and... Uh, uh, Fred Armisen. Why can't I even think of his name? I don't remember either. Ex Machina. He's General Hux. Oh. Uh, Why can't I remember his name? Oh, Donald Gleason. Yep. Donald Gleason. He's in it too. And it's like the history of National Lampoon. Like the magazine. How oh. it turned into films and stuff. Mm-hmm. But it's like the original creator and his whole life, and he's dead. But they, there's like a scene where it's like he's narrating the movie but as like, like an, an old guy. Version. Yeah, it's an older and version so of like, himself. If you don't know that he's dead, which most people don't know who he is because he's mm-hmm. like behind the scenes, like you think that he's still alive. He's narrating his own movie, and then you find out like no, it's just some other guy, and he's actually dead. Like it's weird, but really good because it, yeah. it held you through the movie. For, yeah. yep. Is this still on Netflix? Yeah, it's a Netflix Should original. Be. Cool. Another movie I didn't like. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, about Ellen Enchanted though, I I just watched that movie again a couple like months back, and it's a lot better than I like. As a kid, I didn't really ever pay attention mm-hmm. to it, but it was like, oh, it's actually pretty good. Same. It's uh definitely. Oh, that movie could have taken a dark turn because she's got to, like, listen to everything mm-hmm. and, like, no matter it, what. It almost did know. take a dark turn. <laughs> well, Woo. not as dark It's as such a, like, a PG-13 version of that concept. Because mm-hmm. I was, like, I was watching, like, man, I wonder, like, how many innuendos I missed as a kid. Like, <laughs> There's none. Yeah. <laughs> There's none in it's this at all. It's a very pure movie. I it's wasn't mad or, like, felt betrayed or anything. I was just, <laughs> like, I was just, like, it's like, oh. one. That's actually, like, I, I'm happy Well, it's just weird because it's like a movie that, for one, came out after Shrek, which had a lot of innuendos in oh, it. Oh, yeah. But yeah. also, like, the whole premise of Ella Enchanted is probably made because of Shrek. A lot of these kind mm-hmm. of movies were coming out after Shrek. Like, hey, let's revamp classic tales. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's been going on for years, but Shrek is the big thing that brought it back. Yeah, they and, didn't really, they haven't done it since, basically, Princess Bride. Like, Shrek was, like, the first revamp of that kind of you know and now they haven't really done it since that like mirror mirror movie came out like there hasn't really been another one since mm-hmm. like, I, that i can think of shrek the they were doing like darker versions for a while like hansel and gretel mm-hmm. <laughs> oh yeah which <laughs> i saw that in theaters they were doing like a grim's yeah. fairy tale universe for a while because they did like red riding hood 
Story, Gary Oldman. <laughs> I don't remember that. The Jack the Giant Slayer. Oh, yeah, that was part of it, Slayer. but it was like the same time. And then they mm-hmm. had Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter. <laughs> that is or not killer. a great tale. <laughs> I know. I was like, <laughs> but it was like the same exact time. Abraham was like, Lincoln's <laughs> my favorite of the fairy tales. <laughs> Brothers Grimm invented Abraham Lincoln. We liked him so much we turned president. You know, those are one of those things that happens. Kind of like what'll happen to The Rock in 2020. You know, here's the thing. Like, Abraham Lincoln's one of those things that we were not around when that happened. It could be very well true that, like, that was all made up. Like, what if Abraham Lincoln just never actually happened? They made It was just a concept that was made up. Like, I'm just saying, like, what if all, yeah, like, like, early... Paul Bunyan? Like, well, because... Oh, yeah. Like, Paul Bunyan... Wait, did he really not make all the lakes? Paul Bunyan's <laughs> real Abraham Lincoln isn't. Okay, can we move on? <laughs> just think about because, like... It may be weird, because that's, like, a weird conspiracy. Like, why would you even make American history like that? So like you're going to tell me our 16th president <laughs> built a log cabin and never lied? You mean to tell me our first president's teeth were made out of wood? <laughs> like... Why? Why you couldn't get some dentures during that time? What's that all about? I think those were, I think those were dentures. <laughs> those were their dentures. Anyhow, anyhow, <laughs> yeah, I don't know where to go. All right. So my number four is Napoleon Dynamite. Oh, of course. Nice. Napoleon. The, Such a the classic, classic cult film. I think these last two are like El Enchanted and Napoleon Dynamite are so high on my list because they're so nostalgic. These are movies that I watched constantly as a kid. And, like, I'll still watch them all the time. I love them both. Mm-hmm. But Napoleon Dynamite is just... The humor is better. And, I don't know. I watched it for the first time when I was, like, 15. It was long. Like, all of our friends talked about it in mm-hmm. middle school. And it wasn't until I went to Hibbing I saw it. And I was like, wow, I really missed out here. <laughs> and yeah, it stuck with me. I think it's on one of my honorable mentions, probably. Mm-hmm. And, uh... Yeah, it's a good movie. I'm pretty sure it's one of my mom's favorite movies, which is why I'd watched it all the time as a kid. Because mm-hmm. like, if we had movie nights, we'd sit on the couch with a bowl of popcorn and just watch Napoleon. Di- it was either Napoleon Dynamite or Harry Potter one, two, or three. Like those yeah. are the four movies we watched. Or Harry Potter one, two, and three. <laughs> oh, those kids would get so annoying. <laughs> one, two, and three. One and two at least. And one normally didn't work, so it was either two or three or Napoleon Dynamite. One <laughs> work. Was it VHS? Or no, it, oh, it was a DVD. DVD. It was all scratched. I think we still have it in the basement. <laughs> <laughs> nice. But yeah. Rotting away. I'm still not sure if I've ever seen the whole movie. Like, I have. Just playing Dynamite? I've never, like, I don't like on it, and I've never really, like, I don't think, it's been years. Why do you if, hate everything I love? No, I didn't, I don't like it. No, I just, I, it's been people years. people don't like no Dynamite. What do you think, do you think the movie has uh, a lasting legacy now that it's been, like, I think 13 years now? And because at the time, I will it, never let it die. It was around for quite a while, but I feel like nowadays I kind of wonder if it's disappeared or if it's sort of like a cult film within that generation only. And maybe it just takes, you know, that because that's sort of that is our like generation, but like kid, yeah. people a little older than us, and then letting it, us age a little more until we have kids like will the movie have a huge legacy then like is that a movie we're gonna show our kids and be like, I will single handedly single handedly continue the legacy <laughs> I will single handedly show yeah. every freaking kid <laughs> this movie I'll go to every my house own cult have you I seen will break movie? into every house <laughs> yeah I just it's like with cult movies usually it seems like it takes a couple years for them to get like a cult following but that movie was like 
developing a cult as it was released. Yeah. Like, yeah. and it became... It's because it was so weird. But it, like, came, it became big, too, to the point where I was like, is this really considered a cult film now? Because it's so big. Like, like, to me, a cult film is, like, well, you know, like, Evil Dead 2, something like that, which, you know, wasn't that popular when it came out, but now it is. Or something like Hot Rod, which is still not popular, wasn't popular, but there's a big fan base for it, and the fan base loves it. Like, there's, I mean, there's a small You think that's what makes it a cult film? Because, like, I think of, like, Pulp Fiction when I hear cult, and I, like, and even Pulp Fiction now, it's, it's really, like, its biggest fan base is within real hardcore cinephiles that know stuff behind it, otherwise it's just a movie to people. I guess yeah. I guess you know, I, I guess I'm I defining know. cult film wrong. Then mostly like if there's like a developed culture around it, that's like yeah. like a fan base that's super devoted to it. So I guess yeah, like Pulp Fiction. Well, so Napoleon Dynamite does count. I was just wondering, does it is it gonna last? Like, cause I haven't heard that movie brought up in years. I've mm-hmm. yeah, like every time we do this podcast, you've talked about it, and like I remember it of course, but I just don't know anybody. But maybe I just don't talk to the right people. I don't know. I just... Because even online, I haven't seen it brought up in a long time. And I was really? Like, I, I always thought, like, not just on personal, like, preference, but, like, on people I talk to or, like... And you're right. I've never seen you point down my online. It's almost like it's just, like, a common knowledge thing that people just love it, you know? Mm-hmm. It might not be, like, the top comedy, but it's still, like... I feel like most people are like, oh, of course, it's, like, one of the best comedies of all time. I think people have seen... I think yeah. most people have seen it. It's, it's almost like cliche to say you like it. Like I, like anytime I'm like ranking my comedies, you know, it's like there's like this tie. And recently, Step Brothers was up there, and after we rewatched, I realized for some reason I don't like it as much as I thought. But my other three, it's between Hot Rod, Napoleon Dynamite, and Dumb and Dumber. I think those are like almost like three almost cult films. Like Hot Rod, I don't know if that's really a cult film because it so many people really do it's like as popular or more than any other like Will Ferrell movie which I don't think any Will Ferrell movies are really like cult level popular really? yeah not even like Anchorman or yeah Anchorman you think that's a cult film though? yeah I think it's just such a like a broad I don't don't really know know, it was like is there like a is there like a big enough culture around that to the point of something like Pulp Fiction where people are like dressing up as the characters? Maybe people quote it, but people get tattoos of it. Like Anchorman came out in two thousand five. Um, four was it four? No, because yeah. it was in theaters when I went to go see Star Wars. Was that in two thousand four? Are you sure? I'm pretty positive. What Anchorman? Yeah, yeah first Anchorman. I could be wrong, but it might have been. I would have guessed. You're usually a year off, Zach. I would have guessed two thousand five or six, but I don't know for sure. 2004. You don't consider Hot Rod a cult film? I think it's probably one of the best comedies of all time, but I guess maybe just the way that I look at a cult film is probably different. That's like a movie, like, I still never see any, like, buddy bringing up, but, like, it has a strong fan base, like, in mm-hmm. the underground, I feel like, still. Even maybe, on yeah. Netflix, more people have seen it than ever before, because I remember mm-hmm. when that movie was out... Like, like the first, like, five years, the only other person I ever knew was Cena was, like, like you. I knew Matt, Cena, and me, and I was, mm-hmm. like, it. I, I would tell people to see it, but still mm-hmm. never saw anything talked about with it until, like, the internet and then Netflix. And I saw, like, Letterboxd especially where I was, like, oh, a lot of people have seen this now. Yeah. 
And a lot of famous people I've seen like tweet like saying, "Oh, it's yeah. a great movie." It like, is. It's probably one of the most quotable. I, I think like growing up with it, you know, and then like meeting people now that like I'm older. Like I remember being when I was in Australia and meeting a lot of new people who I didn't know if I should trust certain people or not, you know. And uh, you based on if they'd seen Hot Rod. Yeah, if they'd <laughs> seen Hot Rod, I'm like, I can trust you, but not not just like if they liked it or not if they had seen it when they were younger i knew i could trust them because they've grown up with the same not sense of humor but the same influence of humor that i had and so i can know a little bit more about how their mind worked i guess i feel maybe that's more of sociopathic but i i remember being like everyone i've ever met that says like yeah I like hot rod i'm like instantly i feel like i can trust you <laughs> like and yeah i don't know i i don't feel like that with dumb and dumber because I don't know. For the cult film thing, I think, like, if it's a movie that shouldn't be popular, but it is, that's, I guess, probably what I qualify more as, like, a cult film. So, I guess, in those terms, Napoleon Dynamite shouldn't be popular, but it is. It's probably a cult film, or, like, Evil Dead 2. Um, Anchorman, for me, it's, like... I feel like Anchorman is just as popular as... It is, but I feel like it's, like, well, yeah, it's gonna be popular. It's, like, Will Ferrell and Paul Rudd and all these people, but Hot Rod... Like, Andy Samberg wasn't really a big deal yet. Like, maybe Bill Hader was, you know? Yeah. Danny McBride, probably. But still, like, they're in so many other stuff. You know, like, Don Verdeen, you know? Like, I had never even heard of it until I came on Netflix, and it's got Danny McBride in it, so it's like, I don't know. But but then people, when other people, when they say cult film, they think Fight Club or Pulp Fiction. And so it's those terms are a little bit different to define because those are also by, or at least, you know, Fight Club was already by a big name director by the time that came out. So I don't know. I guess everyone just defines it differently, whether it's like just on a low or a, a like popular social media standpoint or something. But Napoleon Dynamite. We can, is there anything else you want to say about have you seen many other Jared Hess movies? I don't think I've Nacho. seen a single other. Nacho Libre? Have you not seen Nacho Libre? I've, I tell you this every time we talk about it. <laughs> I've never seen my, um, Nacho Libre. Do, 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 do. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't know. I Nacho only okay. remember that. I'm not a movie. crazy big fan. It's very quotable. What? Nacho Libre. Oh, yeah. But I don't. Nacho, I it, it, you have to know that it's like a kid's movie. Yeah. Um, Gentleman Broncos, though. Watch that. It is awesome. He didn't do Men Who Stare at Goats, did he? No. Okay. No. Um, and then most recently, Don Verdeen. You've been talking about Masterminds. that a lot. And it's on my watch list. Yeah. So. It's on the, Still not list. nearly Napoleon Dynamite quality, but um, yeah. they're fun. They're fun. Gentlemen like, Broncos is really fun. It's okay. really good. It's not Napoleon Dynamite, and it's definitely like not for everyone, but Gentlemen Broncos is pretty dang great. Right. It's a kid from Sky High. Is it? Oh, and yeah. uh, Jermaine something Jermaine or something. Jermaine. Oh, I remember that movie. Uh, it's like a kid who's like a really crappy like science fiction writer, mm-hmm. like kind of like early Star Trek, Star Wars type yeah. writing, and he like enters a contest and wins. But the guy who's like running the contest, who's like a famous crappy <laughs> science fiction author, like steals his idea. And so it's just like the movie is about this kid and that guy like kind of finding ways to get back at each other for this stolen idea. 
It's real good, but real freaking weird. So. And it always ticked me off about uh, Napoleon Dynamite was everyone always talked it up as being the movie about nothing, which always, I don't know, I hate when people like to find something like that mm-hmm. just because like it's obviously not about nothing because it's about this main character. It's a coming-of-age story. Mm-hmm. That's what it is. Because now I feel like we get lots of movies that are like Napoleon Dynamite, but now they're like critically acclaimed and their movies are like all Oscar worthy and Mm -hmm. these which but they're all just like Napoleon Dynamite because like for instance just a couple years later Juno came out Mm -hmm. which had more of a story so I don't even know if that counts but uh, Lady Bird came out and Mm -hmm. so the the more recent one I would say is mid 90s and they all have like the same kind of premise where it's just like it's a very laid back story it's just kind of a slice of life it's mm-hmm. coming of age story, just about sort of a weird or outcast kid who is quirky. Mm-hmm. Where mid nineties wasn't much of a quirk to it, but like stuff like that. And Napoleon Dynamite, though, when that came out, I was like, "Oh, this is the movie about nothing. This is the underground movie that only a couple people have seen." But it's everyone had seen it, so I don't know why people were even saying mm-hmm. that. And but it went ignored once like award season came around, mm-hmm. which. Is fine because I'm like I don't know if it's Oscar worthy anyway. But now we get movies all the time that are exactly the same movie, and they get Oscars like Lady Bird, like Oscar in mid nineties. I don't I don't think they'll get nominated for anything, but it got like praised and. Mm-hmm. But I'm like it's the same movie. I'm like so it's just it's surprising to me that like this many years can pass, and then people who will talk about Napoleon Diamond, it's like it's in your top. You like love the movie. Absolutely. But there's going to be people who are going to talk about that movie and all they're going to ever say about it is, oh, that movie, that's, like, one of the best comedies. It's just a movie about nothing. And they're just going to, like... But they're going to, like, wipe it off as not being as, like... Because then they'll consider something like Lady Bird differently. Like, oh, that's, like, an Oscar-worthy serious story about a main character. It's like, no, it's the same movie. It's the... Mm-hmm. I've seen Napoleon Dynamite remade, like, 50 times in the last, like, 10 years. All these movies have been doing the exact same thing. And all these movies get, like, Oscars. Like... Mm-hmm. So I don't know. It's just weird. To, it's just weird to me. Yeah, I think Napoleon Dynamite. What the weirdest part about it? Like, it's obviously about Napoleon Dynamite, but it's like, it's got like two. Like, it doesn't really have acts mm-hmm. to it. Mm-hmm. Like, it's that's why I'm led to believe it's not about anything because it doesn't really have acts to it. So like, there's it's almost like there's two climaxes in the film. There's where he's at the homecoming dance, or prom. I think it's homecoming. I think it's prom. Might be prom. Um, and then the basically when Pedro runs for mm-hmm. for class president or school whatever, and like that's like it's weird. It's like right in the middle of the movie is the dance, and it's led up to be this like big thing, mm-hmm. and then immediately goes into this different storyline. <laughs> But it's immediately after too, so it's it's really that's weird in comparison to like Lady Bird. Like I I didn't see mid nineties, but um, yeah, it's, in a way, it's like it just doesn't have a typical. You know, it's just it's about that character in it. That's why they name it after. You know, mid nineties is just there's no real climax to the nineties. <laughs> Y two K maybe, but that's it. You know, <laughs> like it's just what it is. You know, uh, so yeah, I don't know. I I. I like movies like that a lot where there's, you know, not every movie has to have this insane... I actually think it's pretty lame when they take a movie and give it some intense ending when it's unnecessary. Like, Mm -hmm. Sully, I hated that movie. 
Um, I love Tom Hanks, but uh, it's like they they tried so hard to give it like this climax in the third act that was like, why did you have to do this? It was, I haven't seen it. So. Like made me kind of bum out on Tom Hanks a little bit that like he was okay with with that. I don't know. It's just movies do it where they they you don't need this big climactic third act and they. You know, it's still a third act, so it's got to resolve or have some sort of a payoff. But not to, not every movie has to get your blood gushing or something. You know, blood gushing, gushing, adrenaline spiking. Like the passengers that on that plane Sweat had a crash. beating. Yeah, I never saw Sully. Don't. I saw <laughs> Captain Phillips. You like Captain Phillips is way better. But Captain Phillips I felt Phillips like it was better. gonna be like the same movie. Yeah, it, it, yeah it's kind of much the same. He was what was because he was <laughs> the same guy. He was the captain of that, and he was the captain in Sully. Wasn't he? There was another movie where he was the captain, and everyone was like making fun of it. But, Mr. Banks, was the captain of Disney. <laughs> he's kept famous because he's also playing Mr. Rogers. Like my God. he's oh, the yeah. captain of of the Happy. neighborhood. You know, I actually re- I really liked Sully. Actually, really, <laughs> I did. Uh, it was I parts know. I appreciated, but I think it just because I do like. I just like Tom Hanks that much, yeah, and I well, like that. He's the only I like that story, that even though like watching it, I'm like, wow, this, because you're like, wow, this is like an amazing guy, and then you start watching, and you're like, yeah, they don't really need to make a movie out of this, like, because if you want to see a bad Clint Eastwood like recreating a modern recent event, watch the fifteen seventeen, the Paris, like the holy, like there's a movie where you, there's no reason to be telling this story. It's way better as a quick news snippet because they the real guys who saved the people on that train, the real people, are cast in the movie as themselves. They play themselves, and they recreate the events. It is so weird. And they're not good actors, and the rest of the movie is so boring that you're like... You basically wait around until the ending where, you know, they save the people on the train, and it's so anticlimactic. Like, you're like, wow, this is so boring. Like, Mm -hmm. I I just... I really cared about these guys, and now I don't. (laughs) Well, some movies do it well. Like, Fruitvale Station, I think they did... Which I never saw that. You know? Oh, okay. Well, (laughs) it's good. I want to see it. No, I've been meaning to, because, you know, especially since I've seen Creed and Black Panther, I'm like, wow, this guy makes great movies, so I haven't seen that. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know. I feel like I'm cursing myself. We can move on, by the way. (laughs) Yeah, Napoleon Dynamite, you'd give it a... What would you give it? Um, I gave it a four out of five. Four or four and a half out of five for me. It was that good. Yeah. I like it so much. Yeah, it's such a good movie. I don't think I'll ever get tired of that movie. Mm-hmm. Just because, like, it's not about nothing, but it's not about a lot. It's know? supposed to be that, the movie that it is, it's supposed to be it. And I think it's so genius. Yeah. No movie has really done that before, that point out, that I've is. seen. Yeah, it's and it's no, not like... Nothing else has done it quite like that. And nobody else really wants to, it seems like. So it's mm-hmm. not going to be a premise that's overused it's just like by itself yeah. which i love jared has tried to do it like nacho libre we mm-hmm. did like the kid version you know and gentleman broncos is kind of like that but by the mm-hmm. time you get to don verdine it's he's making normal movies mm-hmm. the way normal movies are you know but yeah napoleon dynamite there's nothing quite like it that to me is like what makes it stick up yeah that much more about being like a cult film or something but yeah so good. So these next three, I feel like, will not be a surprise, especially to Zach, because I talk about them constantly. But I also talk Muck about... Muck up, too. Of course. We're all three. 
Paul Blah Blah, Mall Cup, Paul Blah Blah, Mall Cup. Yeah. You've seen that video, right? Nope. <laughs> oh my god. Oh. I'll look it up later. Okay. That's great. So, my number three is Green Room. I gave it four and a half out of five. You watched that three times already, too? Yeah. You've I seen it more times than I have. Love that <laughs> movie. When did you see it? Again. Did you buy it? No, I didn't buy it. Where are you watching it? I have my ways. I feel like you're a liar. I'm not a liar. Put <laughs> blocker. Lie this podcast is sponsored by Put Locker and all its affiliated Putlocker.tv, putlocker I still haven't seen Green Room, and uh, we brought it up fifty thousand times now. Yeah. I so keep good. thinking, I keep trying to bring Texas Chainsaw and Poltergeist back to you with Green Room. Yeah. And just do like a. I still have to trade. watch the thing. I still have that sitting on my shelf. Watch it. Green room. Talk more about it. It's just. I don't know. Like, it's not what I was expecting. I feel like I've said that for so many of these movies. Mm-hmm. But, like, it starts off kind of slow, but, like, fun mm-hmm. and interesting. And then when it. When crap starts to hit the fan, you're like 20 minutes in, and you're like, "What's gonna happen for the next hour?" Because like, it's crazy. Green room. Half of them are not there by the middle of the movie. I don't know. It's nuts. They get you attached to characters, and then they just unzip his stomach. Oh yeah, it's good. It's so good. Practical effects like the gore are amazing. Mm -hmm. Done so well. There's like the one guy's. Um, you know, Justin hasn't seen it. I'm, um, a man has is shotgunned in the face. Mm-hmm. That's the only scene I think that is remotely like has the least impressive practical effects, mm-hmm. but still very impressive. Mm-hmm. Like least is like yeah. still like it's I don't know it's still great mm-hmm. crazy amazing cra- practical oh, yeah. effects. But that's just to say, like, how well everything else is. That just happens to be the least of them. But, yeah. yeah. Oh, man. Story is, like, one of the top ten stories of mm. all time ever. Yeah. And like you said, you care about the characters right away. So you're like, oh, my gosh, they're all dying. Like, what's happening? Yeah. Yep. I still wish Patrick Stewart would have had a better resolution to his also, character. Also, Patrick Stewart as a Nazi bad guy, like, oh, I loved it. Mm. <laughs> like, I said this before, like, Patrick Stewart was great as his, like, role. Like, I wouldn't change anything except give him more towards the end. Mm-hmm. Like, give him more action. I mean, in a way, I expected it. But because, like, of how people die in the movie, how it's so sudden, but not in, like, a jump scare way, mm-hmm. um, it makes sense for him to be... Because at that point, you're like, any character, like, I have no expectation. Terrifier, mm-hmm. you know who's going to die. Yeah. Because you hate them so much. <laughs> These, you love them, but they die in such, like, shocking, actual shocking mm-hmm. ways. Which is kind of rare in a horror yeah. movie. Like, for him to die, just the way, or just not to die, just but to, for him to end, you know? I was like, huh. Yeah, it's good. So, so good. good. 
No wonder Magneto hates him so much because he's a Nazi. <laughs> <laughs> A little X-Men pun for you there. That wasn't a pun. A little X-Men joke. Anecdote at best. <laughs> okay, edit that out. Just kidding. <laughs> Obviously not. Alright, number two is, of course, Creep. I... This movie is honestly on, like, all of my lists. Except for the Marvel list, because it's not Marvel. But... <laughs> Except for the Marvel list. Jurassic number Park one. gets on that one. Number one favorite Marvel Harry movie Potter Creep. movie. Second favorite Harry Potter movie. <laughs> Peach Fuzz is now in the Marvel Cinematic. Yeah. <laughs> Peach you Fuzz know. is the next superhero. I'm waiting for Mark Duplastic to call for Marvel. Be a sweet bad guy. That'd be awesome. He'd be just, a sweet psychopath. He could just be Peach Fuzz again. He could be, <laughs> he could be Nova Prime. I watch most Nova Mark Prime. Mark Duplass? Mm-hmm. Modoc. I just want him to walk around with a trench coat and an axe. Yeah. That's all I want. Oh, man. Creep 3, man. So excited. Oh, I I can't wait for that. But yeah, Creep, I think I gave it I gave it a 5 out of 5. Mm-hmm. I love this movie. Every every scene is just amazing. That would be a cult movie to me. Yeah. I mean, even though Creep? Yeah. it doesn't have a cult following yet. Creep? Creep. I feel like it has a little bit. Not like a... I, I'm sure it does. I'm not aware of it. Yeah, I don't know many But I feel like... That could be a movie that would grow to be not on Wikipedia's official list of cult films. Well, that's so. how cult. Oh, Wikipedia I mean, has an also... official list. Yeah, Wikipedia. I've been looking at it just because they also define the cult film. If you want to hear it quick, yeah, sure. Because uh, I've probably been doing it wrong this whole time. A cult film, also commonly referred to as a cult classic, is a film with a cult following, obscure or unpopular with the mainstream audiences, and often revolutionary or ironically enjoyed. Sometimes the definition is expanded to exclude films that have been released by major studios or have big budgets. You know, my only problem with that definition is the fact that it says obscure or unpopular with the mainstream audiences. Mm-hmm. And give me a break, Pulp Fiction does not run into that category. Mainstream audiences know what Pulp Fiction is. That movie made $200 million mm-hmm. when it came out. That's mm-hmm. not obscure. And it's on this list. So mm-hmm. that kind of ticks me off. Yeah. Cause that I just don't feel like that counts. You think anymore. it did for a while though? Yeah, well, it, it didn't get steam until like, but I don't even know like if that's 2005 true. or six. Maybe uh, like it's still, but it was like it made two hundred million dollars, mm-hmm. ninety four dollars, like in nineteen ninety four terms. Like yeah. that's a lot of money. Like that movie was a big deal even when it came out. And I get what they mean by mainstream audiences. Like yeah, is your typical you know. Joe and Mary are you gonna know who it is? Maybe yeah. not. I don't know, but like, was Joe and Mary in the Bible? Did I just say that? Joe and Mary. <laughs> Were they married? Joseph and Mary, maybe. Oh, uh, well, Joe <laughs> Mary. Joe. I'm, I'm gonna make a movie called Joe and Mary, and they're having a baby. Life of Brian. Brian. <laughs> I I don't want to get too far away from creep, but uh, I think like Fight Club, that one is probably on that list, right? Uh, yeah, because. That movie was not a success when it came out, and critics oh, really? did not like it when it came oh, okay. out. So that kind of that I think makes more sense. But at this point, yeah, would it still be considerate since every person pretty much has seen it? That one's I think more popular than Pulp Fiction is. I would say right so. now. Yeah, I would so, think so. So, Creep isn't a cult film. What's weird because Creep isn't on this list. But I, I think it cons- will be. I would consider it's it. It's twenty fourteen. Yeah. It's still young. I'll be honest, I've never heard anybody else talk about that movie. I didn't know what it was until everyone here had talked about it. Mm-hmm. So I feel like movie people know it's about it. It's definitely mm-hmm. not in the mainstream. No. Oh yeah, definitely. Because it's, ne- it's on Netflix a lot. 
that's where I found you it. You can't even get it on. And that's where I heard about it. Yeah. That you can't get on Blu-ray. No. You can only get on DVD. Um, you can only get it on vinyl. But I feel that's like people are going to look at it and be like, oh, it's just one of those other Netflix scary mm-hmm. movies. It's going to be dumb. Yeah. Like, they don't realize how much of a masterpiece it actually is. Yeah. I mean, they few people, like, like, if do, do you think if you'd watched it and, like, didn't have someone, like, like, if you didn't have me be like, you got to watch it, but also think about this, or, like, if you just watched it, you'd be like, holy crap, this movie is great. I need oh, to research yeah. it. Oh, yeah. Like That's how you know it's a good movie. Yeah. If you don't have to have someone re- like reference it to you. I'd seen it on Netflix a couple times, and mm-hmm. I was like, that kind of looks interesting. Like, it does look like yeah. a basic like Netflix scary movie, but I mm-hmm. also watched tons of those. Like, I've yeah. seen probably 90% of the Netflix scary movies. Yeah. Because... I watch garbage. I don't know why. I've been um, trying it, from you guys' references. I've been trying to catch up to because I don't good. have a very expansive knowledge on scary or horror movies. So I don't either. So Netflix just, isn't a great place. I made myself watch the beginning or Texas Chainsaw the beginning. Oh really? Yeah. 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 I've seen it now. I guess. Freaking Michael Bay. What Texas Chainsaw the beginning? Or the beginning of Texas Chainsaw. It's. Called Texas Chainsaw Massacre at the, the beginning. Oh, is that the 2003? Yeah, it's, well, it's one of the prequels that were made for it. That one, I think Leatherface is another prequel. Okay. Yeah. It's a different. They retcon it or something. With mm-hmm. it. I don't know which is which, but. Anyway, yeah, Creep. It was a great movie. Definitely five stars. Oh, yeah. I'm just I love everything about that movie. Have you seen Creep 2 yet, Justin? No. Do you want to see it? <laughs> it's that one's not yeah. as good as Creep One. Oh, but I also eventually. love that one. I mean, I like the first one, so I probably will. Depending how soon we end, we could easily watch it tonight on the new TV. <laughs> well, I mean, we're on my last movie now, so. Yeah. I'm. I'm just. I'm reading the. I'm reading the premise of Old Boy. <laughs> oh, see if it's a cult film. Have you ever seen Old Boy? Mm-mm. Oh, well, I don't know what it's about. I recommend that. I feel like John Travolta's in it, but I have no idea. That, why. That's, 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 actually, that's old dogs. Oh, okay. <laughs> with Robin Williams? Yeah. Is it really yeah, John Travolta in it? Old dogs is the one with John Travolta and Robin Williams, and they're mm. like, I don't know what it's about, but it's a Disney movie, and they hear it's bad. Huh. Old Boy is the one that's actually a Korean film, and it's uh, it was remade by Spike Lee in America, but oh. it's a messed up movie. Like, hmm. it is great, but... Uh, what is your number one movie? My number one movie of all time is 1986, Jim Henson's Labyrinth. I thought you the title was 1986. <laughs> no. What is this? Uh, yeah. 1984? <laughs> yeah, no. This movie, it was another movie I watched all the time when I was a kid, and my mom hated that I liked it. She's like, it's so creepy. Why do you like that? It's weird. And the David Bowie Bulge was a whole nother thing, but yeah. it just ever I love that movie. It's so fun. The practical effects are great. Like the puppets for the goblins are amazing. Mm-hmm. I love them. And I like David Bowie. He's great. Yeah, Labyrinth is so good. I I hated it as a kid. Really? I like up until. Well, me and Justin's friend Siri like would always, or Shannon was it Shannon and Siri both or one or the other. Would always be like you gotta watch the labyrinth, and then they set it up to watch at like at, in our band room one day mm-hmm. at a, like a party, mm-hmm. and I remember trying to sit through and being like, "What the crap is going on?" And I wasn't like hooked on '80s effects yet. Mm-hmm. I was just like, 
who's that guy? <laughs> yeah. What's the deal with his pants? <laughs> like, what's the, I don't like this girl. And like, I just, I was not feeling it. And I, but I wasn't really into movies yet. Mm-hmm. And then a couple years later, it was on. And I was like, oh, I'm going to watch it as like a joke, mm-hmm. you know? Because I knew I hated it. And I was like, I love this movie. <laughs> this movie's so... But it's it's kind of like why I like Beetlejuice, you know? Mm-hmm. It's weird. A lot of it... It's like a weird concept for a movie. Mm-hmm. Not weird. It's it's a good concept, but like... Like the very beginning with... I don't know. The very, very beginning intro scene is... Weird. It's weird how it fits in. Yeah. Like it's it's just odd. It's an f- odd movie. But it is a, it's like a mix of everything that I love about the mm-hmm. 80s, you know? it's It's got the 80s musical feel to it. Mm-hmm. Tons of 80s practical effects. A lot of 80s style acting, of course. It's Mm -hmm. 80s, whatever. It also has a weird 80s horror side to it. Yeah. Weirdly, like, it's very, like, dark crystal-y, you know? Um, Same director. uh, Yeah, obviously the same director. And, um, yeah, I don't know. It's it's good. Mm -hmm. It's good. Yeah. I love... I don't think I'll ever have a movie that will top Labyrinth. Because this has been my favorite movie probably since I was eight years old. Mm Mm-hmm. Hoggle. <laughs> it's like Back to the Future. I, I, I love them. I had not seen it just until this year, actually. Oh, yeah. Really? Well, we watched it in band class, but I was not paying attention. Yeah. But I... Uh, watched it in band class? Yeah, what? Because of Siri, Yeah, they set it up because we were... Uh, it was actually during the... I think it was during the lock-in, I want to say. I Probably. Know. It was one of the yeah. band party things one that we did. Weird, I, I wasn't really in it, because I think I was mostly playing rock bands and doing... Other Meth. kid things rather than watching movies because I didn't spend my life watching movies back then. Now I know. I don't know anything else. But I watched uh, Labyrinth is really, really good actually. I was surprised. I thought it would be one of those movies where, like, yeah, I'm gonna like it for, like, the ingenuity of it. But I'm pretty sure this is like a really cheesy, not good movie. Mm-hmm. And watching it, I was like, oh, my, this is actually really awesome. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I liked it a lot. I like Muppet movies, and I like, uh, I mean, that one's considered a Muppet movie, but it's like Jim Henson still. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I love David Bowie in that movie. I like that he's not really, like, he's a villain, but he's not, like, really, I guess, yeah. is what I mean. Yeah. I don't know, really, there's not really anything villainous about him, he's just kind of weird. Chaotic mm-hmm. neutral or <laughs> yeah. something. Yeah. yeah. My, fir- my earliest thoughts, uh, the first time I watched this movie is... Why is there a gay vampire in charge of this, like, world? And why is he stealing the baby? Yeah. <laughs> Classic <laughs> David Bowie. <laughs> Classic gay vampire Bowie. Oh, man, I love David Bowie. Because, like, he's the king of the goblins, but he... he just he's also like Nikola Tesla. <laughs> in this movie. He's also Nikola Tesla. <laughs> Wait, you know, was this a... They are all your goblins, Mr. Engia. <laughs> was he trying to marry the girl at the end? Or am I making that up? It is a prequel to Beetlejuice. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. I don't like, think he's trying to marry is there more, her. Is there she's having a ball with yeah. her. Oh, maybe that was it. Then. And she was in a big poofy dress, but I don't think he tried to marry her. I couldn't remember. But I don't know. The last time I saw it, Zach turned it on when we got home after doing a podcast mm-hmm. one night, and it was like one a.m. And I was like, "If we're going to go to breakfast, I have to go to bed. Why are you doing this to me? Why watching the labyrinth? Yeah." 
And I, I only got like bed. halfway through it. You yeah, turned on four and then went to bed? <laughs> in your face. <laughs> she has to stay up and watch it. <laughs> Damn you, Zach. <laughs> Damn you. <laughs> Shaking her fist in the air. <laughs> She's sitting down on the couch watching. <laughs> the very intro to the labyrinth. That's actually exactly what happened. Yep. <laughs> but yeah, this movie is 100% a 5 out of 5 for me. 74 out of 5 on the Chloe scale. So. 74. You were Only 74? Oh man, I wish I would have had the Chloe scale made by this episode. <laughs> that would have been. I only brought it up once. I know. Yeah, what the hell? <laughs> the hell? The hell? The hell? <laughs> yeah. Sir Didymus. It is a very all over the place list. I mean, the only one I haven't seen is is uh, The Descent. Oh, and Sweeney Todd. Which that. I obviously know everything about already. So. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Should I run through it one more time, bottom to top? Yeah. yeah okay. So at number 15 is The Princess Bride. 14 and 13 are the first two Kill Bills. <laughs> 12 is The Shawshank Redemption. 11 is Evil Dead. 10 is The Prestige. 9, Sweeney Todd, The Demon Barber of Fleet Street. Uh, eight is The Descent, seven is Terrifier, six is Tusk, five is Ella Enchanted, four is Napoleon Dynamite, Green Room is number three, Creep is two, and Labyrinth is number one. Wow. Nice. Yeah. Do you remember, I, I, I know I... You kind of need to watch this. Here, I'll, I'll, I'll show you. He's got like... <laughs> This guy bought a t-shirt, he bought the, uh, the little, what are those things called, the little things you can put fanny down? Fan, he bought the fanny pack, oh my and he bought two posters of Paul Blart Mall Cop, two. <laughs> and he, like, put them all up, and he, like, sings this song. I remember this was, like, on Vine. This was, like, one of the most popular yeah. Vines. And I was like, this Dang. is the greatest, like, who put that much money into just doing this one, doing like, five-second joke? I'm sorry. A lot of people <laughs> like it. A lot of people like Mall Cop. Mm-hmm. I, the second one, I, I haven't seen. The first one? Both of them. Both of them? Oh my gosh. Me and Josh. <laughs> <laughs> my un- aunt and uncle that saw and Love Guru. the first yeah. Paul Blart in theaters three times. Are you serious? I'm not kidding. Why? Because <laughs> the movie is just apparently amazing. It's a cult classic, I oh, guess. <laughs> that reminds me of... Uh, I, my dad took me to see Tropic Thunder in theaters. <laughs> yeah. And, he, and we took my, like... 60 year old aunt and uncle <laughs> with because like he oh my gosh. yeah oh no because <laughs> i guess they had like this little tradition of like going to see like war movies mm-hmm. and he didn't oh, know that it no. wasn't like an actual war movie he thought yeah he thought it was like a regular war movie <laughs> and then like all these weird trailers start coming on and like it just escalates from there it's, it's, it was oh, a great man. time with the movies yeah it was <laughs> I didn't realize that they were fake trailers until the Jack Black one. Yeah, really? <laughs> yeah. I thought, I thought Ben Stiller was going to have all of these like, sequel yeah. movies coming out. Because isn't that the one with uh, Robert Downey yeah, Jr. and, and, and it's like, Tobey Maguire. Tobey Maguire. <laughs> <laughs> They're like monks. What, what's it called? Like uh, Forbidden Satan's Love Alley. or something? Satan's Alley. Satan's Alley? Oh my gosh. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, I thought that was going to be real. And then... I think I thought 
that the Ben Stiller like multiple sequels. I thought that was gonna be like a comedy movie. Mm-hmm. Like they're just gonna be like a bunch of oh, yeah. sequels and like a comedy action Ben Stiller movie. But then I started to understand like oh wait these are the guys that are in the movie and yeah. must be part of the movie. <laughs> Classic. <laughs> That's um, my little Epic Thunder story. <laughs> I don't watch it for the first time. Yeah. yeah. Um, when me and Justin did our top ten, and, and in the first couple episodes of the Cinema Swamp, me and Justin kind of talked about how we got into movies in general. Mm-hmm. Um, do you want to like give a short little thing about like your when you first started getting into movies when you realized that well I actually like movies mm-hmm. like I'm 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 a movie person now. Yeah, I mean. Watching movies was, like, a big thing that I did when I was a kid, like, with my mom or with my brother, because we were poor and couldn't do much. So we would just sit at home and watch movies. (laughs) That's who we are now. I'm more poor now, but... (laughs) (laughs) Um, But, yeah, and then I really got into scary movies, and my grandma had a Netflix account. She's like, you can use it as long as you don't take up all my screens 24-7. So I would stay up all night just watching, like, crappy, scary movies. Mm Mm-hmm. And I think I burnt myself out on those for a while, because then I was like, movies are stupid, I only like books. And then... (laughs) (laughs) Books cause wars. dark times. (laughs) (laughs) And then it was really, like, once we started talking to you guys again, that I really got back into movies, and now I can Mm -hmm. appreciate them a little more. Yeah. I I remember, like, well, Zach was, like, kind of there when I first started realizing, like... Like, no. Justin ignited the flame in me. I stoked it hard. Zach stoked it. And then... It's a hard stoke. Pretty much since then, because then when I moved away from Hibbing, like, I had to... I kept it... Oh, and I was... When me and Ariel were, to get, were together, like, that's that was our thing, you know? And so now, like, you know, it's just part of it. So I can see, like, how you get around certain people. Mm-hmm. And then you just... Movies are... Yeah. Really become part of your life again. Well, you know? and, like, my roommate Becca... God bless her soul. She likes Hallmark movies. Hmm. And I hate that I about her. her. I want her to do her top ten. Oh, God. So yeah. bad. Because it's just be Hallmark she, movies? No, she likes... Hallmark she likes, Christmas movies. Yeah, Hallmark movies, the Fifty Shades series, Twilight. Twilight. <laughs> everything Holy that's hell. bad in the world. I, I actually think it would be really uh, fun. Does Becca listen to this? The Fifty no. Shades? Okay. Really? <laughs> I'm going to tell her to listen to this episode. Just tell her that there's a part the, of the end dedicated she saw the specifically to her. Becca, um, <laughs> I'm going to ask you a question. I want you to comment on this Instagram post or whatever. Um, uh, please rate us on a- Apple Podcasts. I <laughs> hope that your favorite Hallmark Christmas, uh, Christmas film is... Wait, well, I can't think of it now. Oh, 12 Dates of Christmas. Oh, I think she talks about that I'm one. predicting that is your favorite Christmas Hallmark movie of what all What was time. that one with the... Basically... Oh, the, or or the, Christmas Prince. the Christmas Prince. Oh, the Prince. Christmas Prince. She that's, watched that's her that favorite like four one. times last oh, year. I'm pretty sure that's her favorite. The four most, times? The most wonderful time of the year. I think that's Stella's favorite. Really? Hallmark Christmas. There's a new Holidays Hallmark one handcuffs. coming out on Netflix <laughs> called uh, The Christmas Calendar. Oh. It's about a magical advent. You know, can oh, we talk yeah. about something actually like positive about Christmas movies right now? I uh, love Christmas no. movies. No. Kurt Russell. There is nothing positive about them right now. Hey. Halloween's over. Kurt Russell. <laughs> Thank you. Is playing Santa Claus. Yeah, I saw in that. In a Netflix <laughs> Christmas movie. I saw that. I mean, it looks amazing. I love that he kept his Guardian's beard <laughs> and hair. It was Kurt wow. Russell, and I was like, already seen it. Uh, 
It's amazing. It's the best movie this year already. But you already saw it? No, I, it's I'm not just, I already know it's when gonna is be it the up? best. It's coming. I have no idea what it is. Why don't you know? There was like a little trailer I saw on Netflix yeah. like this morning, and it was like he's Sorry, got a beard, and they're like, "You don't look like Sam." He's like, oh, "They add a little weight to me in the photos." Like it just is Kurt Russell. He's not even trying to be. So Kurt are Russell to, like, alone? I'll watch it. Yeah. <laughs> are they trying to like replace the Santa Claus movies or what? I I don't know, but this looks better already. Yeah. Like yeah. <laughs> I'm basically his character from Hateful Eight, but as Santa. <laughs> uh, and less of beating on uh, potential murderers, yeah. Mm, nice. <laughs> we don't know. We don't know what Santa I hope does. that's what Santa does. Santa is real. I so want to see Santa versus Krampus. Yeah. Movie. That'd be pretty dope. I want Santa see. versus Krampus. Civil War. <laughs> Civil War. <laughs> I want to see his evil uh, how, uh, Easter Bunny movie. What's the movie he's coming out with soon? He made Krampus and uh, Trick Our Treat. Is he doing Godzilla too? That's what it was. Okay, I knew it was something. <laughs> something so, small, you know. Yeah. Huh. His next small independent feature. What was that? <laughs> well, he is gonna do a Trick or Treat too. Yeah. I was. I, I liked it. I was hoping that would be a little bit better than Krampus. Want to do last? Krampus was a little better. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, shoot, I forgot. Thanks, uh, <laughs> thank you, Chloe, for the yeah, top thanks. ten. That was and, super uh, words. Thanks for listening to my garbage. It was a fun list yeah. because it was some different stuff than that was on the other list. Because mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. I got well, there was a couple. Taste in music or er, movies. Uh, <laughs> we're tasting music. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> None of those were uh, only Follow Up Boy is what we got out of that. So, huh. Well, uh, we can go over the standings uh, really quick. Um, I'm sure I'm in last. You might be. No, no I, you're not in last. You're actually tied with Chloe right now. No, you so both, both uh, have 15 points. We're both in Dragging third. you down with me. Justin has 23. Oh, wait. You need to find a new... Hunter has 24. <laughs> Sorry, new last movie on Earth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, mine's going to be a bit tough, I think. But. Mine Ooh. probably won't be. Ooh, let's start. Well, I'm, mine's pulled up, so I guess I'll go. Okay. All right, here we go. Mary Henry ends up the sole survivor of a fatal car accident through mysterious circumstances. Trying to put the incident behind her, she moves to Utah and takes a job as a church organist, but her fresh start is interrupted by visions of a fiendish man. As the visions begin to occur more frequently, Mary finds herself drawn to the deserted carnival on the outskirts of town. The strangely alluring carnival may hold the secret to her tragic past. Directed by Herc Harvey, released in 1962. Oh, I'm not going to get that. <laughs> uh, Heroes Season 4 is my guess. <laughs> I, I, I feel bad because I didn't mean for this to be my last movie on Earth. No, it's real good. Steel starring Hugh Jackman. <laughs> actually, real. Have you ever seen that movie? I saw it on my birthday. Real talk. Love that movie. Actually, real talk. that is a great movie. Screw anyone else. Who whatever, says whatever year that came out, I went to see it on my birthday. It was great. It, I love that movie. Actually, I I gotta watch. It. I own it. Yeah, it's somewhere up there, but uh, so I'm gonna have a I guess. Yeah, nothing. Season bad. four of Heroes. of Heroes. That's my guess. <laughs> that was kind of carnival. It was one hundred percent carnival. A woman in white. 
You know, wait, why wasn't Garfield Tale of Two Kittens your number one movie? I thought that was according to my Facebook post. <laughs> I forgot I commented well, that. If we're going by that, my favorite is the holiday special. <laughs> Yikes. I was like, that was not theatrically released. Give me a break. <laughs> you never specified theatrically released. Uh, that's true. I didn't, though. I guess I could count. Well, uh, I'll just, yeah, it's over then. Uh, Carnival of Souls is the name of the movie. Oh. It's a classic horror film. I thought One it had the... something to do with Carnival because you emphasized Carnival every time yeah. you said it. <laughs> Carnival. <laughs> it's one of those she goes like to a carnival. Uh, carnival wills. One of those like more. Carnival uh, Wilson. I don't know. Again. It's a much more moodier horror mm-hmm. film, a little different from what was being released at the time, which was a lot more like either really cheap, uh, monster movies or, uh, I don't know, just more uh, on the line of thriller rather than mm-hmm. horror. That's what kind of all of them like at the time Psycho had come out there was just more movies like that and then Carnivals of Souls came out and this was more just like completely based on mood kind of went back to the uh, ways of how silent films worked Mm -hmm. which you know relied mostly on you know visuals really crazy visuals stuff like Cabin uh, Dr. Caligari this movie is similar in that way Uh, in fact there is a lot of times in the movie where like the sound goes silent it's really cool. There's a lot of cool, like, filming and editing tricks in here. I wouldn't say I love the movie because, for one, it's just a concept I've seen done before. It's Maybe that's why it's just kind of like you've seen it done many times and then you get to the, one of the films that originated it and you're like, well, this one just kind of doesn't do it as good. Even though it's, like, the first to do it, I just don't like it as much. And... It's just, yeah, it's kind of a movie where you sort of guess what happened right from the beginning, mm-hmm. and then you end up being right. But the way they go about the plot, if you would really say there's a plot, is different than what other movies do. Because the main point of the movie is not the plot. It's more just the atmosphere, the creepy nature of it. Mm-hmm. I'll say a lot of the jump scares in it actually work effectively. And uh, it's on my uh, box set. 200 uh, horror films I have to knock through. How far are you through that? Uh, I think this is number 53, I believe. So, I'm getting... I'm, I'm getting through it. I'm actually... I'm a lot farther through it than I ever thought I would have when mm-hmm. I started. I was like, oh, I'll do this for a week. No, I, I'm actually... I've been keeping up. It's pretty cool, though. Mm-hmm. This actually is uh, much more um, popular of the ones on there. I think I've hit all the popular ones at this point. Like... Mm-hmm. I had The Living Dead and this, and I did House on Haunted Hill. I think the only other ones are, like, some of the silent films, and, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I'd have to look to see which are the other ones. But actually, this uh, has a Criterion release. If you just would have looked over there, it's actually right there. Uh, <laughs> Carnival of Souls. Yeah. That happened oh, last yeah, time, too. too. You were like, oh, yeah, it's sitting right, right there. there. <laughs> like, oh, I should just know that. If it's his last movie on Earth, it's probably still oh, yeah, sitting sta- on top of the PS4. Sta- of course, you would have sa- you might have said Hulk, but oh, <laughs> Fiddler on the Roof, <laughs> nice. nailed it. That's still sitting there because I only got halfway through the movie. But uh, yeah, The Simpsons. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, the complete second season. <laughs> I watched the whole second season. Carnival Souls, though, I would recommend to like definitely horror film enthusiasts. Mm-hmm. You. For instance, yeah. I mean, it's got it's. I mean, it was made on the cheap. And, I uh, love me some cheap horror movies. I th- and this is one of those movies where I knew it was popular enough. I didn't want to watch the crappy public domain 
you can get it anywhere quality version I wanted to get. Like, the Criterion Blu-ray was so, like, amazing looking, especially on this TV. I was like, mm-hmm. it looked like it was happening right in front of you. So it was, like, cool. It's pretty awesome, especially for a movie from the 60s. Yeah, it looked it looked like it was made yesterday. It was such a good quality. Good job, Criterion. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but anyway. Uh, I'd go next. Yeah. All right, this is my new... <laughs> Uh, last movie on earth <laughs> a young ballet dancer travels to a prestigious dance academy in Europe only to discover it is a front for something more sinister is it Red Sparrow? nope oh shoot no I know what it is dang it <laughs> says that you want to watch it on Letterboxd uh, <laughs> right I know here. what it is too oh. I said it and as soon as the words came out I wanted to retract them now it's stuck on me and Zach gosh no dang idea. it what year was it? 2018 oh so really? huh you're going to be mad when you hear it if you don't get it. Don't give him any hints. Who's, don't give him any hints. Who's the director? Wait, can you read it again? Uh, I'll, I'll read it again and I'll say the director. Well, I, I just say the director. Luca Guadagnini. Oh, Suspiria. Okay, sorry. <laughs> I didn't think he would get oh, yeah, it for no, the director. Was, when we went Suspiria. to see Overlord, yeah. he was literally Luca talking about Luca Guadagnini. That's what that movie's about. Yeah, I, had no idea. I, I, I only said part of it. I don't think he ever said anything about ballerinas. A young ballet dancer travels oh, to a prestigious that. dance academy in Europe, only God, to so discover mad. it is a front for something far more sinister and supernatural amidst a series of increasingly grisly murders. Tonight? No, no I, I saw, saw that. Um, Saturday? I, uh, Friday night, I saw it. Late. I saw it like 10. I was going to go. I want to see it, man. What the heck? It was. So, uh, one of my best friends was in town. (laughs) And I wasn't. It was on my watch list, but I was like, eh, there's other stuff I'd rather go see. Like, I was going to go see Overlord. And my friend said, hey, I'm coming up for the weekend. I want to watch this movie, but I'll only watch it with you. And so. He's like, he's like, I'm going to buy tickets. I'm going to be there. I'm going to pull in, like, you know, you need to go and get our tickets and sit, you know, because I might not even make it and whatever. So I didn't know what it was about. Didn't have a, didn't see a trailer for it, but I knew it was on my watch list for the year. It was like an anticipated film. Um, and watched it. And then after quick researched it and found out it's actually a remake by, from one of Dario Argento's movies in 1977, I think is when the original came out. Um, and, uh, I want to say I like it, but I really don't know. Um, the movie looked really good. Um, and it felt good, but it wasn't good. (laughs) I don't know it. Like, I don't really know what it was about. (laughs) It's, It's like the first act is very clear. I was tracking with it really well. The second act. Uh, started getting a little weird, hard to follow because a lot of the, it's it's a you know it's it's in Germany it takes place in in Berlin, um, but it's like a multi-cultural school so like the main character is, like, American from Ohio but then like her best friend's British and then most of them are German, and they don't enunciate very well, even Tilda Swinton and like. It just a lot of the dialogue I just missed because I couldn't understand what they were saying mm-hmm. through their accents. And this has come from someone who's done a lot of traveling and lived in Berlin. No, no, you're not, <laughs> and you're, I couldn't understand what they were saying. Not cultured. You didn't not cultured. <laughs> um, but uh, and then the third act just gets so crazy. Um, I I would watch it again. It was pretty scary and it had some inc- like crazy awesome visuals and 
um, scenes that were really cool. But uh, yeah, like I said, I don't really know what it was supposed to be. I don't. I know how it ended, but I don't know why. <laughs> you know, um, I gave it three stars because of that. Because I liked what I saw, but I don't know what I saw. Um, and two people commented on it on Letterbox and said that it's very that this one adds in a ton of unnecessary, complicated narrative, like meta narrative that's unimportant to the actual point of the film. That's not there in the original, and that the original focuses way more on visual than the storytelling alone. Anyway, so I don't know if this is a quality remake. It has like all the higher like uh, critics that I follow on Letterboxd gave it like four and a half or five stars. It is um, amazing. He can do no wrong. A lot of people say like I don't like it's <laughs> it's not as good as the first one. So I don't really know I heard this what to think about. It's supposed to be like this year's mother and as a fan you are a fan of mother. Yes, huge fan of mother. <laughs> This was I, nothing I, I like Mother. I kind of thought Suspiria was going to be right up your alley. The reason no. I, I was going to see it last week, but I chose just not to, because still I didn't feel the, the pull to go see it. Because, mm-hmm. Well, one, I haven't seen the original, which I'd like to. Also, the director didn't like his last movie that came out, and I don't really know much about it beyond that. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know, like I kind of figured I knew what I'd be getting if I went to that theater. especially mm-hmm. I knew it was going to be something like Mother... And that was before I saw that comment. It was going to be mm-hmm. something a little wacky and messy and, you know, not meant to really be telling the story, I guess. And is that pretty much what it is? And, like, is there really... No, I mean, it looks like all of the dialogue is there. Like, all of the narrative is, is there. Mm-hmm. But it's it's just paced weird. Or I don't know. I, I missed the key pieces, I think. There's there's parts where they describe some of the coy... That, or the... the the, the central part of the film and I don't I just didn't understand it you know through the dialogue the dog didn't you know yeah. a lot of it the acting was real good Dakota Johnson um, Tilda Swinton uh, the only other person was Chloe Grace Moretz oh she's in yeah never mind I'm gonna go see that uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> my big but, uh, Chloe Grace Moretz man <laughs> How to support them, Chloe? I feel like she's not in much. <laughs> she's not. Not mm-hmm. now. I don't think she was. Not but big movies. I think the last thing I kick saw her in three. was like Dark Shadows. Was mm-hmm. that after Kick Ass Two? Uh, that was the Kick Ass Two. It would have been the last thing. Oh. The last big movie she was in was The Fifth Wave. <laughs> <laughs> that was not good. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's just pretty. I'll probably still see that. It'll be a cinema for like the rest of the week. I'll probably see it tomorrow. Hopefully. It was, yeah, it was enjoyable, in a way. Like, a few of the scenes were very, very, they looked really cool, you know? But, uh, yeah, like I said, I just don't know what it was, or what it was supposed to be. So, for now, three, three and a half, because it looked good. Mm -hmm. And I know that there is probably a good movie buried in it, but because I don't know what it was, how it really was supposed to end, I don't, I can't give it a quality the higher rating. critics are saying there is a better movie there. There must mm-hmm. be a better movie there. Right. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> I hope there is, but... It's okay to dislike it, Hunter. Join me. I hate Beetlejuice. <laughs> no. <laughs> Go against the crowd, nods. I would rather watch Beetlejuice than this. But that's me, I guess. <laughs> so. so, 
a weird <laughs> like yeah. ultimatum. Yep. Suspiria or Beetlejuice? Suspiria or Beetlejuice. <laughs> Mon Cop 2. You decide. Alright. I guess we can just... I can go next. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So. A tragic accident drives a wedge between two boys, threatening a friendship that had seemed unshakable. That's it? Mm-hmm. Uh, again... <laughs> a tragic accident drives a wedge between two boys, threatening a friendship that had seemed unshakable. <laughs> Super dark times. Dang it! Is it really? <laughs> I was gonna say the fox and the hound. I wanted to. Have... <laughs> yeah, <right? laughs> I didn't just give... the same as Super Dark Times. I didn't want to that... give too much because I knew if yeah. I did, you would get it right away. Wait, wait. I had a bunch Dude. of movies came to mind, but I'm like. I don't think Chloe would watch those. What's the wait? So what year did this movie come out? Twenty seventeen. So I ripped off the Fox and the Hound because that's what the Fox <laughs> and the Hound's about. I yeah. mean, this has more murder in it, but sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's what I was gonna. What? It, wait, what's the name of the movie again? Super. Super Dark Times. Okay. Hmm. Yeah, I so I got up early this morning because I had to do homework, and I was like, "This is the only time I have to watch a movie." So I opened up Netflix, and it was right there. And I was like, I'm going to watch this, I guess. Mm-hmm. And, wow. Did you like, like it, then? I loved it. I don't really know what happened, but I loved it. Yeah, it's, I mean, well, that one, there's no narrative. Yeah, <laughs> like, no. no no dialogue narrative, but there is, visually, it yeah. paints what the movie is supposed to be. It's definitely a how-does-it-make-you-feel movie. Yeah. Because it brings it weirdly down to earth. You know, where you're like, oh, frick, I knew these kids in high school, mm-hmm. you know? And so it, it's it's kind of like, was this, like, this is how our parents trusted us as kids. Yeah. After school. Like, yeah. when they didn't care where we were. Yeah. Like, that crap happens. And it's like, 90s, it's set in the 90s, like, mm-hmm. kind of, or early 2000s, like, 1999 is when I would guess it happens, mm-hmm. you know? And, uh. Like, the relationships between, yeah, the friends, but then also, like, with, like, the girls and, like, the parents. It's it's so weird and relatable and actually scary because yeah. it's relatable. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, when I was... I'm not going to spoil anything. I'm going to say something that, like, when you watch the movie, you'll notice. But mm-hmm. um, when he went over to the... When the... What's his name? Josh? The one with the glasses? Was Josh the redhead? I don't know if he's, he's the, the one that goes crazy. Yeah. Okay. I think that's Josh. I, it was like a year or two yeah. ago. But when he goes over to the year girl's ago, house. 2017. <laughs> yeah. Year ago. When he goes over the, to the girl's house and she opens the door and she's like, what's the beach towel for? And he's like, it's a surprise. Like, you can't see the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And then like a shot or like a couple minutes later, you see the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, I know what he's going to do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's. It's it's how it makes you feel. It's it's almost creep like kind of. Yeah. Only it's obviously not found footage, but it's mm-hmm. it's a period piece. Um, but yeah, it's the it completely. It does what a horror movie is supposed to do. It makes mm-hmm. you feel a certain way, and it's very well shot. Yeah. And it didn't crafted. really feel like a horror movie though. Yeah, the sound design was Weird. like my favorite part of it. Mm-hmm. The the music and sound design was very. Yeah, like it very... almost felt like a coming of age story, but yeah, <laughs> like yep. A weird one. Yeah. yeah it was good. It was Is good. this on Netflix? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. Short, right. like an hour and 15 minutes. No, that's too long. I, 
too long. <laughs> I watch <laughs> most movies I watch are 50 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, I, I, I gotta yeah. get up. <laughs> Sorry to get up that extra half hour. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. Are you ready are you for ready? it? Y'all ready for this? Y'all ready. <laughs> Justin. Alright. <clears throat> In all caps. <laughs> They swore nothing would come between them. Then evil walked in the door. That was all caps. Uh, A pair of buddies conspire conspire to save their best friend from marrying the wrong woman. A cold-hearted beauty who snatches him from from them and breaks up their Neil Diamond cover band. What? (laughs) I'll I'll read it again. A pair of buddies conspire to save their best friend from marrying the wrong woman. A cold-hearted beauty who snatches him from from them and breaks up their Neil Diamond band. What year did this come out? 2001. Huh. Really? I have no idea, actually, though. Um, I figured... I know some, I know some deep-cut movies, too. Who's, who's <laughs> you a, you who, guys aren't the only ones. Who's, okay? who's, 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 who's a director? Um, Dennis Dugan. Oh, what? Uh, of, of a lot of Adam Sandler movies. Yeah. Okay. Um. So, what's the main actor? Jason Biggs. <laughs> well, it's like I I I kind of think I know what the movie is like because I'm trying to think of all the Jason Biggs movies because they're not. Anything. I don't know who that is. He, American Pie. American Pie. He was the guy who did the pie. Yeah. And, uh, he's the main guy. I think 2001, I think the second one came out, but it's not the second one, because it wouldn't be that. And it, it's not Stealing Harvard, because I think that came out that year, too. And... Can you read it one more time? Sure. <clears throat> oh, my God. Why don't I know this? I want to be so bothered. A pair of buddies conspired to save their best friend from marrying the wrong woman. A cold-hearted beauty who snatches him away from them and breaks up their Neil Diamond cover band. It sounds hilarious. It's great. <laughs> I saw it, like, too young, because it has adult themes. Okay. When was the first American Pie? 1999. 1999. Is it... Saving Silverman? Is it... Oh, is it... I was going to say American Pie 2, because it's on my shelf. <laughs> no, I I don't know when I've heard of it, but I've heard of I've it. I've probably talked about it. So. I'm sure you have. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so is, is, I don't get any points in this game. Is, is the guy getting married Silverman? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't get points in this game either. <laughs> it's Jack Black and Steve Zahn. Uh, he's in, like, Daddy Daycare. He's in the latest. Uh, oh, yeah. Planet of the Apes. He's Bad Ape. Wait, what? Of the Apes. He's the voice of Bad Ape. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, Steve, Bad Ape. Steve yeah. Son, yeah, the guy who, uh, Daddy Daycare. Yeah, see the other, <laughs> other main guy? In Daddy Daycare? From Eddie Murphy? Yeah. Uh, the big guy with the guitar. No, 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 he's, no. he's the third guy who's obsessed third guy. with Star Trek. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> that was Bad Ape? Yeah. Whoa. He's in Zahara. Zahara? Yeah, yeah Zahara. Yeah. yeah, okay. Yep. He's in a lot of... I love Steve Zahn, actually. Him and... Yeah. 
Jack Black. That's funny. He was he played the pot dealer on uh, Modern Family for a couple seasons. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, this uh, movie's great. I, I saw it a long time ago, and then I found it upon America for a dollar. So I was like, whatever. Oh yeah, it's nice. such a good movie. Why not? Um, <laughs> yeah, they have a Neil Diamond cover band. <laughs> and, Neil Diamond. Um, yeah, it's it's just a good film. Um, really funny. What's your rating? Probably give it like a three. It's like a solid comedy, mm-hmm. like rating, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Like it's not a terror. It's not like Jack Six and Jill, but it's yeah. not yeah. hot rod. Yeah, it's right in the middle there. <laughs> cool. It's got eighteen percent on Rotten Tomatoes. I'll still watch it. Because mm-hmm. screw it that. It only is at eighteen percent. Yeah, all right. Sometimes stuff like that surprises me. It's usually for like Adam Sandler films. Some of them I don't. Some of them I understand. Some of them I don't. Want. What's the uh, r- rankings there, dude? What's the standings uh, for it? Well, that point went to Chloe, so I supposed to give her that. And uh, other than that, though, Zach will be at fifteen. Chloe's at sixteen, and Hunter's at twenty-five. Jeez. Justin's at twenty-six. Well, well. Adversary. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, you got two points for your own movie. Yeah. Yeah. So keep watching. These. I don't mean to pick hard movies, but you know. Well, let's see. Mm-hmm. I totally believe you. No, I no like I. It's just because that's just how the week goes. Because I need to watch it to review it. So mm-hmm. I, I always push it too late. I should watch it a little earlier, but you know. I usually have like a half watched one on Netflix from my lunch hour at work. Uh, Cause I can only fit in so much, and then if I know I need to finish my last movie on Earth, I I'll just finish one of my half watched movies. I really hate leaving a movie half watched, but I only watch something like Don Verdeen. You know, if I start to feel like oh my gosh this movie is gonna be incredible, then I'll I'll wait and then I'll wait till I get home and start it over on the big screen. But like Shawshank Redemption, I would never watch that bit by bit on my lunch hour. <laughs> but Terrifier felt pretty confident I could watch it on my lunch hour. Deserve but a big screen. I I will give it another try, <laughs> but you gotta watch it all in one go too. And I will watch it all in one go. I gotta watch Saving Silver. <laughs> Saving Silver. <laughs> There's a lot of movies. I've been trying to find All Hallows Eve too because it's like the one that came before Terrifier. Mm-hmm. I mean, actually. I haven't looked. We need if there's Is like it? a oh, Art awesome. the Clown verse. <laughs> I think that might be what he's going for because people mm-hmm. love art and like mm-hmm. we don't have any backstory on it. Yeah, which is cool. Yeah. It's the best kind of antagonist. Yeah. I, think. I think it's cool that I think it's cool that he's so loved and we know nothing about him. What year is it? So some places say twenty seventeen and some mm-hmm. say twenty sixteen. Okay. So I don't know. Maybe it was just. December. And I think one I saw said twenty eighteen. Yeah. But that's only one. Terrifier got its uh, premiere at a festival in oh. October, and then it didn't get a wide release till the fifth. 15th of March and that would have been 2018 so actually it came out like like long before like I don't know it, but I usually just go by the date of what like Letterbox says because I, I trust Letterbox yeah. most but they always take the festival date which sometimes ticks me off especially when you're making a top 10 because like hey yeah 2017 top 10 movies split would have been in it but uh, doesn't count because it technically premiered in 2016, but mm-hmm. I'm like, but I saw 2017, so do you include it? 
I don't know. Some stuff it premieres like like the summer I saw um, How to Talk to Girls at Parties, mm-hmm. and it says 2017 on yeah. Letterboxd, so I saw it this summer, and it said like on IMDb, coming out this summer, <laughs> and then as soon as it comes out, oh, 2017. What the heck? So, What's going on? I don't know exactly how people count those. Like, so I was looking at my films that came out, like my uh, films for this year that I've seen, and it's it put Venom after Bad Times at what? the El Royale. After it? Yeah. Yeah. Says so that came out after. Oh, it's going by the Chinese. You think it was like the other way around, just because like Bad Times had an earlier release, technically, or like did it? Or or Venom had an earlier release? Yeah, wouldn't Venom had a way earlier release than Bad Times? I guess like if it premieres, it just depends whichever one premieres first, and usually can be like I think they even include like oh, it had like a Comic Con premiere. Oh, and I think they include that, which is weird, but they include it, and I think they only include it because like they legally, well, not legally, but based on the rules for like being in the academy mm-hmm. or like because you know there's like to qualify for the academy you can only have like a premiere in like a certain city mm-hmm. i think i don't know it's weird how the academy works and then you know yeah. there's dga and dga rules and there's screen actor guild rules there's just so many rules that you have to follow so i think that it depends on that for yeah oh it premiered here so you have to consider that the release date i don't yeah. know who knows? I don't I think know. I could get into the Oscars. Like, the concept of it, I don't understand why. Oh, I, I was I, like, yeah, you probably couldn't get in. Oh, I could. <laughs> Obviously. Zach, I'd like to see you try. I, I, I <laughs> yeah, this was a fun episode. Mm-hmm. Got to hear all Chloe's favorite movies. Got to talk a little bit about other stuff here and there. Uh, we have a decent amount of spoilers and stuff, but <laughs> especially... Uh, I wrote down instead like Order of the Phoenix or a list of the Phoenix. So it wasn't even Order of the Organization of the Phoenix of Azkaban is a movie. That's on the. Oh, it was Order of the Phoenix. Okay. Prisoner of yeah. Kazakhstan. Prisoner of Kazakhstan. <laughs> POW of Kazakhstan. POW of Kazakhstan. Um, but yeah, this was fun. Glad we got to hear him. Soon we'll have Zach's coming up in a few weeks, Ooh. and then um, hopefully Justin's sister, other friends, and people we know so if you're listening and you know us in person you are somewhere in the northern minnesota area and you are like yo i want to give my top 10 list on this podcast then reach out let us know and we would love to have more people on so um yeah i think that's everything so we'll see you next time and remember always Always beware the cinema swamp Well, you made it through another episode of the Cinema Swamp. We hope you enjoyed listening to Chloe's top 10 film ranking. What do you think of her unapologetic love for films such as Ella Enchanted, Napoleon Dynamite, and The Labyrinth? Do you think Justin's crazy for hating Beetlejuice? Do you think Quentin Tarantino will make Kill Bill Volume 3? What do you think the true definition of a cult film is? Leave a comment on Instagram or Twitter. Share a review on iTunes for us. And thanks so much for listening. And remember, always beware of the cinema swamp.